Welcome to Casual Quest Masters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in this world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. your dice ready because we are ready to roll another session of casual quest masters this is gonna be a DD fifth edition live play adventure over in Faerun, everybody representing the team is nickel chorimella um hi i play vol nightwalker val nagoni and i am uh or at least vol is tired he's a little beat up he got the shit kicked out of him by his brother but you know oof yeah yeah brendan thresher I play Magdor Band Iron. What did I disarm you with my silence? (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Play your game, Brandon. We'll play your game. There's no way he doesn't Magdor. And yours truly, Tyler Vidato as Nox. Uh uh trying to go the extra mile so we can get to the final trial uh last but certainly not least is our all-powerful dungeon master glenn houston hey <laughs> what's up dude a little bit a little bit of low energy i uh, hopefully we're gonna pick it back up we're gonna have some exciting shit uh uh-huh. we're gonna we got a trial guys we got a trial yes we do um yeah we do yeah we do. So, the final trial. For the recap, I rolled a glorious six. I rolled a ten. Glenn, what did you roll? Um, I rolled a fourteen. But I'm not Glenn. Glenn, what did you roll? Eleven. Okay, so I do it regardless. <laughs> Just... uh... <laughs> All right. Um, previously on Casual Quest Masters, the group begins their individual training. Vol with his brother Trod, Magdor with Vol's father, the current chief Garuk, uh, Knox with creepy bony Glyde grandma lady, I can't remember her name. Um, Greppa. Greppa, that's it. Uh, under Garuk's instruction, Magdor steps into a private teleportation portal tent thing that sends him away to some mysterious mountainside in the middle of a small blizzard. Magdor successfully makes the trek to a private forge that Grog runs and teaches him how to forge chitin armor and also how to properly treat dark iron and lace it with magic. It was dark iron, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Nox is instructed in the ways of healing magic, almost burns a flower from healing it too much. Too much radiant magic. Nox also attends to some mice and picks up more confidence in their healing abilities, acknowledging that they've become the current powerhouse of the group. Wolk gets the shit kicked out of him by his brother, but in the process he becomes more sensitive to elemental energy and successfully begins the training to become a Yagoon Knight. The group finally reunites for one last trial. Uh, did I miss anything important? No, I don't think so. I think you're good. No, I guess forgive I don't me because I might have, I might have blanked out uh, on, not that I'm upset about it, but Vol didn't have, uh, too much in terms of like in between, so I might have blanked out on some of the details because, you know, like, I just kind of like I came became in a there. Disney princess. Well, you guys were all separate, so like you were probably like focused on your section. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That. Yeah. There was a lot of cuts in that last episode. <laughs> right, right. Well, 
I mean, on Vol at least. Yes. And a, yeah. A current powerhouse? So yeah, if you remember like, right. Your AC words, current or DC current? Goruk had let you know that uh, you just needed to come to his tent when you were ready for the final test. A group test. A group test. Ooh. Um, means no Flan slackers. I would I would like to, to rest up. Please. I think, didn't we rest for an hour right before we ended? Yeah, he gave you okay. Take a short rest. Can, you burn I... all your uh, hit die. Okay. You know, we have. I don't think we have ever used our hit die before. Hell yeah. Okay, I can work with that much HP. Alright. I've rolled all seven of my hit die. What are you at, percentage-wise? Um... Something like... On a scale like, of 1 to 10. 88% like, uh, or something. 90%, like close to 90%. Nice. Yeah. Worth. You and added your con you mod for every hit die rolled, right? Wait, I can add my con mod? Every time you roll the hit die, each hit die adds a con mod every time, so you should... Maybe re-roll those, no, adding no. a con mod. Oh, no, no, it does. Oh, it roll does. 20 did it automatically. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, it okay. did? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Okay. Thank fuck. Okay, Oof. cool. Yes, but um, that is something Because that otherwise is I just have to add my con mod to each of those rolls, right? I don't need to re-roll. No. No. But the no, thing you, about you, it would be is that you wouldn't have to use all the hit dice well, in that I mean, case. Well, I mean, even then, like, I still wouldn't have hit max. But, uh, yeah, no, regardless. Still at about 89, 90%. Wow. I, I was, wow. uh, Trot beat the shit out of me, Glenn. And also, I critically failed on one of my rolls. <laughs> okay. I think yeah. I think it got screwed over like twice or three times. Sorry. It was brutal. <laughs> I have a D10 and I rolled three fives. Sorry, three fours and then plus one. I don't oh, need to use any hit dice. On your hit dice. Okay. But I, I mean, during the fight. I, the, the fight was whatever I was expecting to lose. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'm. Yes. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him. To give him a little bit, I I see him like sitting there, like trying to heal up. So I'm gonna Good cast cure wounds. Huh? Still got bulls, some open wounds. Bulls in the yeah. yeah Frieza ship energy tank. You you've. Turn I, I'm up. just helping you wrap up your wounds and put Thank a little you. bit of magic in there. Uh, you're just getting a level one spell though. Fuck you. If it helps, I need twelve, <laughs> and eight will help. I'll take it. All right. Uh, Vol is feeling much more confident now. Glenn, I think it would be time to uh, probably like announce the edit we made, if you will. Oh to, yeah. Uh... So Tyler, I mean, you can explain it absolutely, because I think uh, we we went back and forth a little bit. Everybody got a little something out of the training, whether or not it was just getting a new class, or um, or something else, and uh, right. Like, Magdor got some so, edits to his channel Divinity that allowed him to do some more things. You got some healing bits leaning into uh, your Sun Soul, or Radiant Soul. Divine Soul? Divine Soul. <laughs> it's okay. If I got sunlight powers, whew, you better watch out. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah, apparently uh, my lukewarm response to the lesser restoration didn't sit well with uh, Glenn, so mm -hmm. he proceeded to workshop some killer-ass ideas. However, he became so overpowered with them that I had to tell him to tone it back down, but then he scared me with some more stuff, and uh, I... I I, can't, I still feel bad about it because it's technically a feat still, uh, and yeah. I don't think you should just give away a feat like that, but he's okay with it, I'm okay with it, it's not overpowered, and uh, basically, instead of the restoration, lesser restoration, lesser restoration, oh my gosh, that's a fucking word, uh, <laughs> once a day for free, uh, and the uh, early level 6 uh, sorcerer divine soul ability, uh, we just kept it to a simple feat, uh, inspiring leader. Where uh, basically I can give uh, temporary hit points to uh, up to like five or so willing creatures and uh, based off of my level and my charisma. Giving and, a rousing uh, speech. But I thought for flavor just to keep in context with uh, what we did the last session, instead of giving a rousing speech every time, I can <sighs> sing. As cool. a character, not as a person. Uh, <laughs> we'll just oh no, it only works if you're in person. <laughs> You know the moment I... Ch <laughs> <laughs> of course, the first song you sing is fucking sh uh, from Shrek. Shrek. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, I figured if I did that, I'm going to scare away Vol every single time I do it. So if I just... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I think Vol would know that it's more hit points. It might be worth listening also, to your singing. I'll tolerate your shit if it means I'll have an edge in battle. Uh... I mean, Magdor, let's be real. I started singing this shit, and you immediately peaced out. Yeah, Magdor would be the one to say no. You'd be in the middle what of singing Magdor would just charge into battle. <laughs> See, you, you, you as a player are telling me as the player, my character should sing it, the insp uh, inspiring leader, despite the fact that your character would not be okay with that at all. Yeah. There's no metagaming. Oh, I, I, me okay. as a player would think it'd be hilarious. Magdor would fucking hate it. Okay. You know what? Fuck it. Alright, so last I checked, we were healing up, right? Yep. We we're getting ready to head over getting to ready. uh Grandpa's tent. <clears throat> we'll say it's pushing about a few minutes until the end of the hour when it will have had to take place for you to use that short rest and hit points and hit dice and stuff. So there's anything you want to say okay before you head I... Are you okay if I try that inspiring leader? thing it would take 10 minutes into the short rest uh okay uh that could yeah. take place because you uh, didn't roll any hit dice did you no 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 nope. it's fine uh yeah uh you hear uh nox just uh with nox still has the uncanonically long blonde hair right now uh still holding a bunch of mice and a potted plant for whatever reason and uh they're gonna continue their uh singing at the end uh i'd like to think it's uh soothing uh, just in the half elf form, probably not as pleasing if they were a changeling form. Just you know, <laughs> just like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, looks like up to six friendly creatures within thirty feet of you that can see or hear you, and can understand me. That's good. Uh, that means the three of us would be able to get uh, my level, which is six, seven, seven. We're level, we're level seven. seven, right? Seven plus uh, four from my charisma, so we'd get eleven temporary hit points. If you accepted it, 
and if... unless replaced by another source of temporary HP that will last until your next long rest. Hey, true. that puts me at negative 409. Uh, excuse me? Uh, I had negative 420 temporary hit points. Oh, blaze it. Okay. Ne okay. <laughs> You've got a little something in your beard, Magdor. Fun yeah, fact. I didn't I didn't want to point it out, but it's, it's sitting it's solid right there. More beard. No no, there's like a little white speck. Yeah, there is a little white speck. Oh, oh you're in the hey. right direction. What is that? What is is it a loose piece of popcorn? There it goes. Now, now it's lower in the beard. There you go. You did it. Sorry, I'm not used to having beard uh, of this <laughs> It's fine. It's it's nice. It's a snack no. for later. Yeah. yeah. Right. Snack saver. Twilight. That's what beards are. Uh, it, what? No. No. Fla flavor saver? Is I'll eat called? your fucking hand. Which one? I only got All one. Of them. <laughs> oh, I wasn't sure. You know, <laughs> the, the, the old metal hand. Where's Twilight Crunchy. at? Yes. Twilight and Vox went off hunting well, uh, oh, yeah, about yes. an hour ago. And I have mm. right here mm. rolled, insert number, for Twilight and Vox going out to hunt. So there's a good chance you'll find out what happened after your guys' trial. Understood. Cool. Vox Where's uh, Twilight? Twilight's about to die. <laughs> yeah, Nox will uh, remember that and summon Craven to uh, their side. Just like, I won't send you out to your death, my little feathery friend. And, uh, yeah, I'll just uh, have uh, Craven on the shoulder. I look at my watch and notice that an hour's passed. Whoa, Magdor, you have a watch? It's like, it's like a sundial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he a has little to hold it out to the sun at the right I, angle. I push a button on my metal arm and it just pops up. <laughs> Rotates Ooh. correctly. Yeah. Is that canon? Is that canon? I need this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He has a sundial watch in his arm. Cool. But yeah, I've noticed it's been an hour then, I guess. And I said, all right, are we all ready to go? Uh, yeah. I I think, uh, I, does anybody have water? I've been singing for like an hour. I, I know I only needed to do it for 10 minutes, but that was a lot of singing. And like I stopped singing, or Knox stopped singing. Like the, they've been trying to like make their hair glow. Doesn't really work. Maybe uh, they <laughs> fucking like light cantrip up on it or something like that to try to keep up the appearance. But it's like, I uh, hand the alchemy jug to Knox. Knox eyes it suspiciously. Which one are, are is you this? Thirsty? Backdoor. What do you think? Yes. Hmm. Okay, fair. And yeah, Nox takes a swig of hopefully alcohol. Oh, it's ale. Is okay. Thank God. <laughs> I was waiting. It's like, oof. Yeah. Knox uh, takes a, a quick swig and goes, "Oh, uh, I don't think you're supposed to drink beer right after you sing, but honestly, it's better than chocolate milk, so I'll take it." Uh, I turned to Vol, and uh, I said, "Well, he's your father. You lead the way." Alright, um, do you have your things, both of you? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know what to do with these, and I, I hold up the potted plant in one hand and uh, a cage of live mice in the other. Just, uh, can we, 
just bring them. Let's see. Yeah, just bring them. I don't know. It's weird. Can just can you light eat hold... mice? Yes. I hold the mice to my chest. No, these these are my children. I spent <laughs> like five minutes healing them. They'd make a good snack for him. Only if I get. Mm-hmm. Nox is getting ready to say like, uh, only if they can feed uh, the mice, because uh, you know they're a little bit jealous. But they're not big fans of like the whole feeding live animals to pets kind of thing. Hmm. Um, okay. I mean, they're they're not my mice. They belong to Greppa, I assume. Yes. Well, I guess. I think. Just return them to her, I suppose. But bring them with you for now. Keep them in your side because she gave them to you for a reason. Hmm. Maybe they'll turn into a, an edge in battle if we use them. The um, eyeball on the mice. Sure. Isn't there some fairy tale about mice turning into horses? You know, I don't think my my. I guess you you would make, did maybe you told me that one. Well, how does it go? So I'm looking at it, uh, trying to remember the, the old tales of uh, the mice to horses. Uh, there are some mice and they fucking turned into horses. It was fey magic. Whoa. Fey magic. Powerful polymorph. I wonder. Nox starts thinking whether or not they can turn uh, a a mouse into a uh, riding horse. Um, Narrator's note. They can't. Let's, uh, let's go. And Vol's gonna step out of the tent. I, I put my staff between my kneecaps because my hands are full. Glad you got the thousand yard stare. <laughs> we go. Oh, I didn't hear it's a... Brandon say anything. Oh, sorry. I said uh, I follow behind. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you head out of the tent. Um, make your way to Gurks. Um, and yeah, go inside. And he is sitting there. We're on the fire. Um, and he says, come, sit for a moment. Give me a second. I'm going to start rotating so my hair comes in. I uh, um, sit down silently. Armor not making any noise. Yeah. <laughs> Very specifically. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess, Vol, I would assume that now as a party, we'd probably sit opposite to a group together. Um, because it's more like serious business, so Vol wouldn't be like uh, going sit up right next to him. Um, but yeah, so if uh, you know Magro kind of sits opposite, Vol will go sit by his side. Okay. I'll uh, minor illusion a chair and then sit next to it, choosing to sit on the floor. You're gonna minor. I mean, remember it's like a pit around a fire built into the ground. You're gonna sit on a fake chair, physically. How? No, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna, I, like I said, I'm choosing to sit by it. Some reason, uh, like, I feel like Knox would create a illusion of a chair, realize it's not real, and chooses to sit next to it in the pit instead. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is just the chair next to you. Just, right. He just says, a random chair. Yeah. Um, and he looks at it and says, uh, the last test is a. A test of your ability to do several things, but, um, a test of what's inside. 
You've worked on what's outside your ability to do things, but your ability to make choices, be righteous, be honorable, those have yet to be tested. Um, there is a tower to the east, one that used to be inhabited by a band named Vulpes. Uh, and this is where Glenn, it's the dungeon master, Razeth, says, um, Hey, thank you so much. I'm going to put in the description um, a link to this adventure that we're going to be running today. That is going to be a part of ours. Uh, it was written by a, somebody at Winghorn Press uh, named R.M. Jansen Parks. So thank you for giving me inspiration and pulling from it and using it for our session today because I thought it was so cool. Uh, so... Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I do want to say that it's not fair that they gave you inspiration because you're going to use it against us. But hey, you know it's a great <laughs> idea, and I hope uh, they they put it to good use. I'd like well, to I give you guys inspiration, inspiration too. I haven't put any inspiration. I haven't used the inspiration that you guys gave me yet. I mean, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Dad, woo woo. It's a good thing because you inspire me every day. Anyway, um, so yeah, he says up. Uh, Vulpes uh, passed away long ago, but his spirit resides there, testing those who would enter his tower. Is and it like a riddle? Nox has no idea what's going on. <laughs> the one thing I will say is that it seems for each group of people that enter, the tests are different. Each person experiences the tower in a different way. Uh-oh. And so we are... Does that mean... Just to enter and come back? Face the test and then just come back? Yeah. Okay. If you return... I if? think you may be ready and we may be ready. It's strong enough to... Begin thinking about challenging the, uh, the white dragon and his giant lackeys. That's that's scary, yo. Uh, oh goodness. Um, uh, Vol is now gonna ask, uh, maybe more in in ways that I would not know how to specifically get there. Maybe any landmarks, or is it just to the east? Uh, uh, like. From tracker to tracker, or like hunter to hunter. There is a trail. Follow the trail. It I'm is an old trail, so the fresh snow may have covered parts of it, so you may have to track initially, but I'm sure you'll be fine once you find it. Understood. Um, I have no other questions. I don't know about them, but... And then Vol's just kind of, kind of like, essentially hand over the floor, because he's ready to leave. I and take the floor. It's great wood quality. Grandchild, you said you were afraid. I mean... Uh, Nox looks at Volt. Can we die? It's possible. It's always a possibility oh. with everything we do. I'm 18 years old. I don't have a family yet. I'm not sure if I'm ready to die. I could show Friends. you down the mountain. He says, courage is not the lack of fear, but the willingness to do what is right in the face of it. 
Oh, this is really awkward. I... Nox is uh, a scaredy cat. <laughs> Nox does not. <laughs> and he just told well, you it's I'm... okay to be afraid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my... I might need to find a hole uh, just to hide in. Can I say something as a player real quick? I wanted to keep track of the armor that I have. And so I had to name it the Dark Iron Chitin Scale Mail of Thunder Resistance. Dark Iron Chitin yeah, Scale Kitten. Mail of Thunder Resistance. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that works. <laughs> That's the name. I guess, deck, tech, yeah, I guess technically, well, what is, the Dark Iron allows it to be, technically it's just... Scale mail of resistance parentheses thunder that doesn't suffer from stealth. But if you want to use those other words, uh, it doesn't have disadvantage on self. If you want to use those other words to make sure you remember exactly how and why they have yeah, those like, features, it, it's all awesome flavor. Yeah, <laughs> thunder, thunder resistance scale mail tightness armor dark iron. The also. armor of many prefixes. <laughs> I'll sell it for a thousand gold. Who wants it? Are you, are you seeing this out loud, or...? <laughs> no. Oh, owe, okay. That's how much I owe in money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nox says uh, a prayer to the Traveler, and then to uh, Mother, just uh, ask for a little bit of protection at this point. Uh, they're turning to anybody that's going to listen, just saying, Please don't let me die. Please don't let me die. You're looking great today. Please don't let me die. Uh, Magdor's gonna turn to Garuk and say, Uh, can we keep anything we find in there? You can try. You're gonna see Vol okay. facepalm himself just slightly when he, Magdor says that. Because I think Vol's just now realizing what's about to happen. Nox um, puts uh, the potted plant on an end table and the mice next to it. If there's an end table, I was on the ground. The one thing I will say, whatever happens in the tower, it is for you. You and your group, you and your kind that enter together. Um, so sharing it outside of this place when you return, which I know you will. Don't speak of it. Let it be what it was, an experience that you shared. And that's it. Is this what they call a spiritual journey? I don't know. I can't talk of my visit to the tower. Vols, at this point, oh. is probably starting to get up and uh, make his way out. Uh, Nox is praying God that they get to see Bob Barker. Your father does try to make eye contact with you and give you like a it, it, slight he, nod. Yeah, if he try, yeah, like Vol reciprocate. He's not trying to be like cold or anything. He's just like yeah. tense because you know, fucking mysterious. Like uh, <laughs> we're about to fucking drink ayahuasca or something and just like fucking trip out of our fucking minds. That's what it seems like. <laughs> but you know, 
We're gonna pass through a field of magical mushrooms and before we even get to the tower, which is just empty, we're gonna each go on our own acid trip as we fucking fight each other and ourselves. Um, as Magdor walks out of the tent, Grook's gonna hear him say to Vol, hopefully it's not a test to stay quiet, we know I'm gonna fail that one. <laughs> and then that's the last thing he hears. Vol's gonna chuckle a little bit at that. Gonna have the staff of power away from my between my kneecaps, and uh, I'm gonna hold it this time. I'm gonna pull out my shield and kind of look into it just to see like a blurry reflection of myself, just to kind of like pep talk uh, knocks back into like uh, some kind of sensibility. Like, all right, you're doing this, you're looking great. If you Magdor, can you resurrect somebody? Magdor, just in case, that's Nox is uh, saying this as they're outside the tent. Ah. Uh, I just love I'm the idea say, that it's like, quiet game or you die, and Magdor's like, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe next time. Um, Magdor's gonna look over at Nox. He's like, uh, if it's recent, yes. Uh, this is DM to player. Do you have the diamond worth enough gold to pay for Revivify? I don't. But Magdor wouldn't know it. that. Oh well, yeah. If you know the spell, you would. He just learned it from a deal. You open up the yeah. cleric's guide to the galaxy. You understand what you need for okay. it. You know that you don't have a component. <laughs> no, if you had the component, I, you could do it. But I guess more like uh, Magdor would be like, "Yeah, I could do it," and he knows, but he also forgot, and he goes to do it, and he's like, "Oh wait, I yeah. don't have the diamond." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I asked Nox asked if uh, if Magdor can resurrect somebody. Uh, yeah, no, I was just asking. Just I clarifying. was asking Brandon if he knew about oh, yeah. the consumed diamond. Is all that's all. Yeah. Right. Uh, Brandon can drive the car, but his car has no gas. <laughs> um. All right, you ready? Ah. Uh. Alright, um, and Vol's gonna begin the, uh, the leading of the ways to this, uh, this, uh, uh, LSD acid trip quaalude fucking combination we're about to embark on. Does this smell like weed in this woods? Uh, <laughs> the enemies are a bunch of Snoop dogs. They're actual dogs. Uh, I, I, Nox kissed the shield. They kiss the staff, they kiss Craven, they give Craven a second kiss, they look at Magdor, and then they keep going. Alright, so um what what would you like Vol to roll to track this properly? Are we going through forest? Let me ask you first. Yeah. Give me I, a survival yeah. check. In the uh, forest? Oh fuck. Survive. Can I give him guidance? Yes. Before he rolls, uh, I'm just gonna like I'm like one hand on Vol's uh, the square is back one guide, guide, for love of God, guide. So okay. I believe that's so a one d four. Yeah. Hmm? So that adds a d four, right? So, um, so that's a. Hang on, I'll tell you. I rolled a survival check for a total of seventeen. Nice. Yeah, you're able to find the path after about 10 minutes of searching. Just buried under some drifts. Um, it's an old cobblestone path. It looks like it was prob it's probably over well over several hundred years old. Um, leading out of this forest. 
easy enough for you to find since that's kind of you know right preferred space um yeah i mean it's gonna be similar to like when uh vol was tracking the wolves um not that he wouldn't be against making chit chat or a small conversation but like he's tracking Right, so he's kind of like doing his job, so he's not, he's more like paying attention on that actively. So if anybody who's talking to me might miss a few details or ask him to repeat, but he wouldn't be dismissive if anybody tried to say anything to him. You, you just hear the slow mumbling of the word guide behind you constantly. Uh, <laughs> and Nox is starting to enter that fear factor stage where uh, they're getting so scared that they are starting to like lose their appearance for a second, and they're trying to keep themselves together at this point. It's like, oh god, oh god. And Magdor's been through this before. He's just walking behind, taking a sip of his uh, ale every once in a while. Magdor, how can you drink on the job like this? I work best when I'm a little tipsy. I'm, you know what? A little test anxiety won't hurt. We can do this. We can do this. I can do this. We can do this. I can do this. We can do this. And uh, Nox is going to enter like a weird mantra of uh, just trying to pull themselves together at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, so, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Vol tracking and you following behind muttering guide every minute or so as Magdor also, you know, shuffles through seconds the snow. to be precise. Um, it gets deeper, not enough so that it's a problem. There's a, a bit of light snow falling, but nothing that's going to cause any sort of weather-related issues for you. Um, and it winds up out of this valley and up into the hills and through the mountains a bit. You travel for about an hour following this old, old path that every once in a while you kind of have to relocate but it's not super hard as you know what to look for at this point and mm-hmm. eventually um, kind of within the mountains, you know, like all the different peaks and you're kind of following this path that runs through the middle of, like in the lower parts um, and kind of switch backing up some of them um, eventually you see up on top like on the top of one of these kind of like hills within the mounts um a a tall tower old looks like it's made from the same stone uh as the path that you were walking on um and it switchbacks up that hill up to this tower that looks um worse for wear is the best way to say it uh you know it looks like the the roof bits of the roof and the tile have kind of fallen away in time due to the you know it's it's altitude and the wind up here um, right, some oh, yeah. of the stone falling away as well with the door still there but not looking superbly well maintained do we hmm. um, feel anything as we get closer I mean it's colder up here just colder that's it mm-hmm. um, I, but get, I mean because of I your guess, tattoos you don't really feel it as much right <laughs> no I guess uh, more specifically as a player I'm asking like do we feel anything more Spiritual or keen wise or energy wise or not. Do you have detect magic? I do not. Um, Maybe you might feel like this is odd, but physically 
I don't think you have the ability to do that. Okay, um, no, that's fine. Because, um, like, if just for what it's worth, arcane, arcana checks in my book are about knowledge of the arcane. You can't do an arcana check and feel magic coming from something. That's no, detect that, magic. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm just you, like more. Of if like you want to feel spooked or, out a little bit, go uh, for it. Spidey <laughs> sense cool. tingling or something. Yeah. That was just yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How close are we right now to it? I would say you're probably about five, six hundred feet away. It's a All creepy right. ass tower. An old tower is what it is. Hmm. I wonder we, who built it. We, um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna ask one more thing as Vol now uh, to take away. Would Vol remember seeing this when he was younger? No, you wouldn't. No. Um, oh. you remember hearing about people? sometimes going to a tower but every time they did they weren't allowed to talk about it um okay it was it was a very personal thing when somebody went to go to the tower um, okay sometimes people called it the beacon because it was a place where people went to find clarity is what you were told um, okay very often people came back different but in better ways usually um, and very few times you do remember some people going and just never coming back. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't say anything to that. Um, maybe some of these early, early memories are maybe slowly trickling in. But um, the focus right now for Vol is like to face whatever's happening. So he's not going to think too much about it. But I guess it's kind of like just like little bit pops here and there of memories. Yeah. yeah. Do we keep walking? So, um, who's this Volpez guy? Um, you'd have to ask my father more about that. I don't know. I've never seen this place. Feels odd, but never seen. I've never been here. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> Nox is uh, basically keeping their bits uh, together, and uh, honestly, it's it's a very, very tall tower. Uh, the last time they've been there, saw a huge tower was over in uh, Luskin. The, uh, like, I think it's called, like, the Mages Tower or whatever. The Arcane, Arcane Brotherhood. Uh, the, the Arcane Brotherhood, and it's bringing back unpleasant memories. Uh, they're seeing that, like, oh boy... Forcing Bull to transform and destroy a toilet. <laughs> Feels like forever ago. Well, I was more focused on the tower than the actual uh, misdeeds that I committed, but yes, uh, I, I suppose, uh, yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, five gold that there's probably a lich in there. Well, then we'll kill it, this- but I'm not taking any bets. And you hear a voice from the sky that says, Get that lich of phylactery. Liches love phylacteries. <laughs> I dropped dead. <laughs> I missed it. Oh, no. What, you didn't hear my joke? I did not. My sister. I said, Get me. that lich of phylactery. Liches love phylacteries. The sound of God, Volo draws weapons. Where are you? <laughs> Fight me. Edgar cast all of fire. <laughs> Smite! 
I'm just kidding. You don't hear um, a voice. I just sense. love that joke. I apologize. Um, yeah, and, it's I mean, okay. unless, it's a good joke. Unless anybody like stall, like any of the party stalls, uh, Volus is going to keep going until they're at the door. Uh, unless somebody specifically says, uh, slow, "Stop, slow down. I need a minute," or like, "I want to do something." Nox is like keeping up pace with Yuval, so uh, they're not hunkering down unless they have to. So they're yep. with you. And I keep following behind. Cool. Yeah, and it's easy if... enough to follow the switchbacks that lead up to the top of this hill where the base of the tower is because of the fact that there's little walls that kind of line the edges that would keep you from like falling down the switchbacks. Um, and eventually you find yourself standing in front of the door. Um, and interestingly enough, like you couldn't see the door very well from down there, but from closer, you can see that the door actually looks not well maintained, but doesn't look decayed or like decrepit or anything. It, it is a somewhere in between, you know, the door is still closed. The metal is not rusted. Um, you know, it looks like it probably works. Is there any kind of like arcane runes or anything that would suggest that this door is magical by nature, just from appearance alone? Uh, go ahead and make an arcana check. That's a good question. A absolutely. Uh, I, I need to become more intelligent sooner or later. <laughs> like honestly, like I was joking about getting the uh, frost giant oh, belt smart. and all that stuff, but uh, if, you know, if I want to, you do, want like, a headband of stuff, intellect more than that. <laughs> I wish I could be like if I could smile at the door understandingly and use my charisma or something. Uh, but I did uh, roll a twenty, dirty Sweet. twenty. Good work. Yeah. So, no, you yeah. don't see any arcane runes. Um, feeling around on it, looking within the wood grains, kind of checking out the metal itself just to make sure there's no sort of weird inscriptions or anything. It seems just like a, a your your average door, at least on this side. I can't speak for the other that you can't see since it's still closed. <laughs> As Nox well, is, oops, sorry. No, go ahead. As Nox is doing that, Magdor's going to do the same thing for the stonework. Gonna okay. start feeling it. And say, oh, I know this stone. Yeah, it's stone, right? I I could tell when this was built. Go ahead and make that. Uh, I think it's a history check related it's a history to check, stonework. Can I get double proficiency? And I've always wanted yeah. to use this. This is the first time I get to. Heck yeah. <laughs> and I rolled an eight. <laughs> an eight? I mean, it's it's definitely more than a hundred years old. This is definitely stone. Wait, don't you get double proficiency? <laughs> this I do. is stone. Uh, uh, that, that's with double proficiency? Oh, do I get double get proficiency a, a, added on to it? Or do I get yeah. double intelligence proficiency? No, no, no. no. It adds your proficiency to plus points. three. It's expertise like the rogues have. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, then I rolled a ten. Thirteen. Oh. No, no, just a ten. So it's just stonework. Uh, yeah, that would be triple because. Okay. But it didn't add the proficiency the first time. Oh. Okay. Oh, you didn't okay. add proficiency at all the first time. You just rolled. Okay. Are you, yeah. Are you proficient in history? Oh, okay. That okay. So yeah. So it was eight then. So you guys then. are confusing me. Uh, I, how are Oops. we supposed to know whether you're proficient in history or not? I don't have an access to your character sheet. Jeez. This is stone. I mean, it shows a six plus one, which is, uh, I'm assuming, your intelligence. So, uh, I mean, you would add if your that's the case. Again. Well, he didn't get his proficiency in the first roll. 
Uh, Why wouldn't he it add should proficiency be if he's already proficient? That's a very good question. It should huh. show a six plus one plus three, uh, but it okay. doesn't. But so it should not. be a thirteen. Okay. So what it, it should is, technically is with stone cutting is whenever I make this history check, I become proficient with it and add double proficiency. Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. No, so, I'm not okay. proficient with it unless it's with a stone. So I do add the six okay. to it. Ah. Uh, okay. okay. So, 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 so it's a plus six. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. thirteen. My my apologies. No, I just you're good. To make I'm sure. glad we got to it because thirteen tells you that it's probably over five hundred years old. All three of us as characters are squabbling. It's like. Well, yeah, if, if you look at it, Megdor and Megdor's like, oh, yeah, no, no. Mm, well, technically. It, uh, mm. No, no, Vol would be standing there with his arms crossed at this point because he wants to get in, but then probably knocks. But they're blocking the door. <laughs> Bust in front of him's like touching the door all over, and Magdor's touching the stoneworks. Um, Tell and me your secrets. Vol's got Magdor licking the stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, they crave the mineral. Um, Vol has. Um, gotten used to this at this point, so he's just patiently waiting until they're done and <laughs> satisfied till we can head in. But I he's got his arms crossed a, uh, and, like, foot tapping. I, I minor illusion, a progress report, and I go, well, uh, after doing careful studies and understanding the magical properties of this door, I can tell you that this door is stone. There's no magic. Oh, the door's stone, too? I... Oh, oh. Well, the door's... Uh, I thought the Door was stone. I wasn't sure. No, you said the door wood. was wood. Oh, doors wood, not magic wood. Just wood. <laughs> All right. Um, Magdor. I'm gonna take a guess and say oak. Uh, Magdor is uh, gonna turn around upon hearing his name. He says, it's stone. Uh, it's about stone. Yeah. Uh, over 500 years old. This was built a long time ago. Made by humans. And, and this is very clearly human tools that's odd alright got that out of the way can we head in I'm, I'm bumping my bet to six gold for the lich if it's human back door I, I can't open a door like this though Vol's gonna go ahead and try and open the door <laughs> uh, no I peeked on door like door of all words made my audio peak and it just confused the fuck out of me. It just like Mac door. I thought you said it and confused yourself because I was like, why can't he open the door? What about this door makes it unopenable for Mac door? You're like, I can't open a door like this. How big did you say? How tall did you say the door was? It's human size. It's like in six, my head it was feet. like a twelve foot door. I don't know why. <laughs> like a big ass door. No, like, I you can reach, reach the, the handle easily. Hand. <laughs> easily, you can reach the handle. It's like a Willy Wonka door, or it's humongous, but there's actually a normal sized door there. <laughs> or it looks like it's far away, but it's actually really small, and it's just perspective. <laughs> Before um, we go in, should we have like a secret whistle or something like that in case we get lost? Paul's going in. <laughs> you cut him mid-opening door and walking in. <laughs> Okay, I'll just shout your name frantically if I get lost. What else is new? Okay, this, so... This door. You open the door, Bull. I open and the head door, in. yes. I head in, yes. Inside, there is a single large room. It has a homely, comforting feel with bookshelves lining the walls and armchairs scattered around a fireplace. 
Towards the rear of the room is a staircase that spirals upwards, disappearing into a ceiling into the ceiling. There's a thin coat of dust on the floor that looks as if people nobody has been here in a while. Um Do do we see anything happen to Vol when he steps in? He just walks in. Do, you, you, Vol, do we you notice also... that you you make footprints on the, the wooden ground. Okay. Of the uh, because you know you've stepped into the thin layer of dust. Okay. I'm right behind him. Did you say the fireplace was lit? Nope. There is oh. a fireplace, but there is no wood in it, or there is burnt wood in it, but no, like it's obviously not been lit for a long time. Uh, so I'm gonna. Well, no, never mind. Nox is doing algorithms, looking at the wood door, and then looking at the empty fireplace and trying to math it together to see if it's a good idea. And, uh, Nox is gonna step inside, too. Do they also notice that they're leaving footprints in the floor? Yeah, like, as you step in, if you, like, take a second step, you can see when you look around and at the ground that your previously stepped places, there is a small mark where you're... you're Put made a mark. Uh, Does it leave? Like, God, sorry. No, no. Um, I was just gonna ask if it was like a texture, like I'm stepping in dust. Does it seem like it's yeah. leaving actual dust. imprint? Dust. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna look at Vol and say, "So, what do we do?" Um, not sure yet. Close the door behind you, please. Um, and Vol's gonna start walking towards the middle of the room. What's the what are the light levels looking like inside? There are some windows. There's probably like two okay. windows, like opposite the uh, on opposite sides of the room, uh, with the 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 fireplace centered um, opposite the door. So it's door, fireplace in front of you, two windows right and left. Um, they do have shutters on the inside, but they are open currently. So pretty well lit in here then at the moment. Yeah, you can see pretty okay. well. Um, yeah, uh, just for the purposes of whether I should put on my uh, night vision goggles or not. That's why uh, I was just, asking. Just in case, is there like a random small trivial object I can pick up to cast light on it? Yeah, I mean, if are you going to move into the room? Everybody has said they step in, but nobody has said they move past a couple steps into the room. I, I said uh, I was moving towards the center. Oh, you're moving towards the center? Okay. Where, yes. like, the armchairs are near, like, yes. looking into the fireplace. Cool. So you can activate whatever booby trap you have, Glenn. I will state for the record, I enter the room alongside Vol. Yeah, and I go up to the bookshelves. Book and so shelves? nobody okay. nobody closed the door behind them, like Vol asked, and this time he even said, please. I'm disappointed. So Vol asked, Magdor's train of thought loud. is, is Nox was in the back, so Nox would do it. Oh, I... Thought I went in second. Uh, Nox sighs and says, Craven, you should have closed the door behind you. Uh, the Craven, last one in. it should be noted, is uncomfortable being here, and as soon as you enter, flies off your shoulder and goes out the tower. What the fuck, son? <laughs> uh, I walk back towards the door where Craven took off. And uh, he's just, like, sitting on the, the wall that's, like, on that path leading up, just looking at you. I will telepathically talk with Craven. Uh, what's the matter, little buddy? Won't you come in? Well, why the fuck not? 
Because if you have a good reason, I don't want to be in here either. And he just caws loudly and then flies away. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I, like, I angrily, like, after he takes off, I... <laughs> I, I will not fireball at it. Uh, <laughs> That's just, a good like, way to I'll piss aim. off, mother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, like, I'll aim my staff at it, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh baby! No, uh, it flies off go. into the windy mountains. Well, uh, I just lost my feathery boy. I guess just us three. Is uh, Knox closes the door behind them and just slow push as uh, the the last big source of light just slowly flickers away, and we're leave, left with nothing but the windows. And you see Nox's uh, pupils around their eyes start to turn red as they begin adjusting to the darkness. Because the devil's sight, baby. All right. Uh, I, I know it's and, not dark, dark, but... Yeah. Um, and uh, so as you close the door, uh, Vol's made your way to the, the center of the room. You can see that um, it looks quite comfortable. Um, the armchairs are padded. Uh, they're a little dusty. Uh, but there is uh, what looks like a tea set sitting on a coffee table between them facing the fire. Um, uh, Magdor, as you look through the books, go ahead and make an investigation check for me. 17. Um, you realize that the there's a pretty common sort of thread. There's a couple threads that connect most of these books um, and that is magic, history, philosophy, and a decent little bit of books about ethics. Um, but those are the only four real topics that kind of like, you know, cover its different cultures, ideas about magic or ethics or, you know, history, philosophy. And it's a lot like all of them kind of span inside of those four categories. I'm just going to pull one of the books out at random and open it up. It's a it's a book about uh what is it not illusion um, Om. It's a place uh, um, nom, nom. to the south, yeah Om A H M, um, and it's about uh the like philosophies from the country of Om and the prominent philosophers of the time. It looks like it's probably from two hundred years ago. So an uh, older book, but yeah, I'm gonna flip through it for a second. So, uh. This is born. Can't learn anything from this, and put it back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what are you doing? Um. Bull would seeing the tea set maybe idly, like pick it up and see to examine there are any remnants. Vol's not. I wouldn't say Vol's bored, but Vol's not really doing anything until something happens, or more so, he's maybe got his guard up. Nope. Just waiting for something to happen, but he just idly like examined the tea set and see if there's any remnants of. No tea. Um, there is one container that looks like at one point it could have contained sugar, and you pop the top off, and there's a little spoon in there and everything, but no sugar. Okay. Did you find the phylactery? A what? A a, a phylactery, lich. Don't know what you're talking about. Okay, uh, I'm gonna put my mouth to the wall and say, Volpez, where are you, buddy boy? I know you're supposed to give us a test. Does anything happen? You just, like, talk to the wall? 
I'm like, uh, I, I'm treating like the fact that Craven flew away, and I do not see an enemy. I'm assuming the tower is in fact the enemy in my head, so I'm talking to the tower. Yes. Yeah. Nothing happens. Magdor is going Magdor. to see the stairs, and you uh, go towards the stairs, and what? And and kind of look back at Volta. Should we go up together? You want me to check this out? Um, let's go. And uh, Vol's gonna turn back to Nox and say, "Come along." But when he does that, um, he's gonna do like one last sweep of this floor, like visually, and try to inspect and see if anything stands out. You can do a perception check if you like, but honestly, you're going to get all the same information that has been gleaned already. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's just, uh, like, again, like, we're now in, like, a, in a moment where we kind of know that something's about to happen, but we don't really know what. And so Vol's kind of, like, more, um, yeah, like, just keeping, like, lazy eye on everything, kind of like that whole... Jack Reacher thing from the first movie of Tom Cruise where he's like, I walk into the diner, I know which exits are there, that person's like 6,000 pounds, that person's 5 foot 2 like, he just keeping, like, fucking made a note of everything, so um, Look, I'm keeping a lazy eye on everything I think as Nox would, uh, follow up back, they would, uh, burn a spell slot and, uh, cast Detect Magic Okay to, uh, Just for any objects or people, I guess. But mostly objects to see if there's anything that lights up as I cast it. And this is as you all are heading towards the stairs, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, as you're heading towards the stair, uh, Nox, you pop the detect magic. Um, and as the first footstep of whomever is heading up first hits that stairwell, um, your detect magic fucking blows up as the room around you completely transforms and and by completely transforms i mean instead of there being the stairwell rem disappears just completely disappears um and so your foot whoever is was stepping i imagine vol probably because i think you were leading the way up to that right or was it magdor because I, I know it was i was closest and i asked but vol said okay. we should go together so okay cool it's so let's vol just say vol think. yeah okay so vol's foot hits it and then immediately goes back down to the ground as everything in the room kind of goes and turns to like a smoky fog um the room still being lit by some sort of ambient light dissipating through the fog as the room around you just becomes kind of like you're inside of a cloud or something. But oddly enough, you hear heavy footsteps approaching from one side of the fog. As from inside of the fog, you see an ancient white dragon appear in the fog with its head and most of its body visible within the cloudy mists. Magdor looks at you. Is going to turn to Vol. Say, "Is this the part where we're supposed to stay quiet?" I don't know. Were we supposed to stay quiet? Where's Knox? Uh. 
uh, Magdor, upon not hearing Nox, who said, Oh, it's probably just one of Nox's illusions. I've never seen Nox make an illusion that big. Magdor I cast is, message to Magdor and said, That's not me! As he's doing that, Magdor is going to do prestidigitation to... Uh, can he use it to blow away... To try to blow away some of the fog? Yeah. Hey. Okay. It doesn't work. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> That's when Magdor realizes it's not an illusion. How far away um, is uh, this dragon to us? 20 feet? 30 feet, maybe? Uh, Nox is gonna just slowly, like, walk away from the group, just in case if this thing is real, it doesn't breathe fire on him. Or at least it's a 50-50 chance. Uh, I... <sighs> Nox has seen magic at work before. This is some um, fuckery afoot. They don't know if this is real or not. Is there any way for them to discern whether or not this is a real uh, dragon in front of them? Um, go ahead and make an insight check. Oh, an insight. Interesting. Well, uh, I rolled in that one. So, yeah, uh, I got a five. Yep, that's a real dragon. Magdor, okay. <laughs> in his infinite wisdom, is going to speak out to the dragon. What was the guy's name again? Cryo Volpez. Or Volpez. What was it? Volpez? Alright, he's going to say, Are you Sir Volpix? No, my son. Am I, Am I not the most... Let me make sure I say this right. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to make sure I say it right, because I don't want to mess it up since it's somebody that- There we go, here we go, ready? Am I not the most powerful and magnificent creature in all the world? What can you do? Am I not the most powerful and magnificent creature in all the world? Um, a question as a player. Uh, so this 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 ancient dragon, white dragon that's appeared before us. Do they look well? Do they look well uh, grouped? Do they look like scales are shiny? Like, I mean, I don't think you've ever been this close to an ancient dragon before. Um, so I don't think you'd have a frame of reference. <laughs> no, I suppose, but I, I guess more. Um, uh, I guess more with how more nature friendly Vol is, he'd have an idea of. How animals in general, or creatures in general, would be whether filthy or well groomed. Mm -hmm. um, and you have a little little dragon that hangs out with you. Uh, make a nature check. I rolled a six. Yeah, I mean he looks great. Okay, Magdor uh, is going to say, "Well, how can we know how powerful you are if you've never shown us?" You definitely look magnificent. Am I not the most powerful and magnificent creature in all the world? I'll s Nox will say in Draconic, yes. Uh, they they know two words uh, in Draconic right now. They pull out their dummy's guide and they're like, Valk. Does it respond looks, in Draconic? He looks back and forth between all of you. And he said that in common. So. 
He just keeps looking at you. A slight smile up on the edge of his lips. Can you repeat what you said? This is a fucking puzzle. Am I not the most powerful and magnificent creature in all the world? There's always somebody stronger. Vol, Vol is Vol is stuck here. This is this is something that Vol's never dealt with before. Also, um, as a player, I don't do well with Nox puzzles. gets a chance to say the second thing. I apologize because I'm running something somebody else wrote, which is my fault for not being more familiar. You said yes, and as you say that, your body turns to cloud and you disappear, and you are effectively a non-entity for a moment. As Magdor sees him disappear, Magdor's gonna say, nope. (laughs) The dragon looks at you, Magdor, and says, You speak truthfully, Master Dwarf. And with that, he fades away. The room appears as it was with Nox just there. And your vision appears again, Nox, and you're just back in the room. The clouds fade away. Um, And one thing you notice, too, Vol, as you had begun to step up the staircase, is that the staircase, though it disappeared, you did notice a a blue shimmering barrier up close to the ceiling that is no longer there when when you all reappear back in that first room. Oh. I'm alive. I'm alive. Um, I'm I'm just trying to figure out how Vol would react to all of this. Um, because I think Vol would take it, take the whole, uh, I guess, uh, quote quote unquote journey more um, leisurely after his father said what he said, and some of these maybe more memories about this tower bubbling up um so i i want to say that he wouldn't panic or he wouldn't like freak out um but he's not exactly the most comfortable right now okay um and he's gonna look what back are all and your say, passives real quick 13 11d okay uh 21 21 notices that in one of the armchairs is a quiet quaint looking old human um, okay. Wearing which, wizardly robes. Which makes sense, because I was about to turn back from the stairs and say, let's keep going, but before Vol can do tea. that... Um, so I guess, if, wherever you guys are, you're going to see Vol turn around and have his eyes fixed on one of the armchairs. Because Vol is now even more confused, and he's a little frozen. Do you say anything? I'm Not, not just yet. Uh, it I... might take Vol a few seconds before he thinks he should say something. Magdor's going to yeah, see Nox uh, come back or reappear and he's going to say, oh, I thought you were gone for answering the wrong answer and then I realized what was the right answer and you're here now and, and then he's going to stop at full staring. Uh, what is it? Um, hello? Oh, hi. Hello. Hi. And then uh, hearing... Glenn, uh, Magdor is going to turn around. Hello. 
imagine like Disney uh, version of Merlin, but in realish, more real form, just sitting there. Doesn't have the hat, but long white hair. Oh, uh, detect, detect magic still kicking up. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, how strong is this fuck magically? <laughs> um, he puts off an aura of conjuration magic. Cool. And he says, You've done well. Continue. And we'll see you at the top. And with that, his, he, f he fades away. Same sort of cloudy, misty escape. Magdor's gonna <clears throat> say, D Do we tell him that was a guess? Um. Okay, Vol's on borderline now between remaining calm and, like, freaking out. So, is there something that could help me decide which one to go with? Uh, wisdom saving throw. Roll to 21. Um, Vol does not freak out. He's like, um, uh, no. He said we passed the test. I'm assuming then he would know that that was maybe a guess, but, um... Should keep going, Nox. Are you doing okay? I just turned to Cloud. Honestly, I've turned into a lot of things before Volt, but uh, you're still here. It's I'm still here. I'm real, right? Going I'm real. Magdor. If he turned into a cloud, what happens if we get the next one wrong? Only one way to find out. And Vol's gonna turn around and keep going up. Your father said that we should be tested for honor. Or the, the qualities of the Goliath. I'm not sure if we were supposed to apply the, the Goliath way of life to this, but... Okay, I'll be honest next time. I'll be 100% honest. Although, he, he did look like the strongest, mo most magnificent creature in all the world. I, I mean, he was big. He was big. I think we could have took him. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I'm going to go third up the stairs this time. I'm going to kind of push. Hey, yeah, yeah. Knocks. What order? Third Magdor. Who's first and second? I'm guessing um, Vol's first again. Because <laughs> I was on the stairs. So Vol would have led me out. Okay. So Vol leads the way up with uh, with Nox following and Magdor taking up the rear. And you emerge in what appears to be a walled-off garden. Um, the staircase that you have climbed up, spiral staircase leading from the, the lower floor, um, ends at this floor... But above the middle of the room, about 20 feet up, there is what looks like another spiral staircase leading. So this this the, the height of this this level is like 30, 40 feet high. Um, but halfway up, another staircase starts. And um it but it looks like it's floating. Nothing is attaching it to anything. Um and at the base of it, there is a a shriveled plant. Shit. 
and walls, yeah, like vines around the edge of the room on the walls. Uh, Magdor's gonna turn to Nox. They, uh, can't you bring plants back to life? I'm gonna say for the record, uh, Nox did not have, uh, their 10-15 foot long hair this entire time, because that would be silly at this point. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I can. Uh, well, I mean, it must be a little bit more complicated than that, given that the first one was some sort of riddle. And then Vol's gonna start, uh, walking around this. You said there are, like, vines and ivy around the walls? Was that what you said? Yeah, vines around the edge of the room. Yeah, Looks I like mean, there's probably walls and stuff underneath it, but for the most part, it's flat. Um, and... But you said it was also kind of like a walled-off garden, so is there any other kind of greenery specifically, or is it just like the vines on the room? On the walls? Uh, just the, just the vines, yeah. Okay. No other um, sort of plants except for that one shriveled plant just kind of, you know... Okay. ...hanging underneath this floating staircase um, 20 feet in the air. Then Vol would walk around the perimeter... Kind of just examining the vines, see if there's anything okay, significant. Okay, make a perception check. I rolled a nine. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, you do find a few things underneath them, but they look to be like... You know, like There's like a, an old table. You know, it looks like the vines have just kind of overtaken some garden furniture and stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going to walk up to the plant. As you approach the plant. <laughs> um, Never mind. I don't walk up to the plant anymore. <laughs> uh, laugh. I take a it, back step, uh, metagame step back. It, it, it's just like floating there, right? It's shriveled and brownish, but still a little bit of green. You see it open eyes. And look at you. And it says, uh, help. Is there any water nearby? Why don't you make a perception check to look for water? Oh, God, you're talking to me and giving me suggestions. Um, no, I just did the same voice. With my passive, would I notice this thing open its eyes and look around and say that? Oh, yeah. Well, this is a sentient point, plant of some sort. At this point, what was what the fuck? All right, cool. Tight, sick, very tight, and Vol's going to start walking towards the middle. Uh, <laughs> roll 20 is acting a little bit weird, so I'm not sure if the other group can see it, but uh, I rolled a uh, 10 total. So Cool. That's what you needed to find uh, something else. Uh, you find what looks like a barrel of some sort of liquid um, with a stopper in the top of it. As he's and you also looking... find some, like, trellising, I guess is the best word for it. The fuck is that? The so things uh, that, like, creepers to... grow on. There it is. Like, uh, that's what, in Stardew Valley, that's what you put, like, grapes and, like, blueberries on. Uh, they're called trells. Hmm. As okay. he's looking for that, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on the plant. Uh, you cannot touch it. I'm going to cast Healing Word. Uh, you cast Healing Word, and it seems to green him up a little bit, and he says, The sap. what you call me? No, he His said His little shriveled hand can now move, and he points towards where 
Knox uh, is currently and says, The sack. How big is this, is this barrel? <laughs> uh, bleh. maybe like a watermelon size. Okay, so I don't need to help. That's why I asked. Um, I, Knox would grab it. They would uh, try to pick it up. Yeah, you can pick it up. Okay, they pick it up and they it feels uh, head like towards it's got some sort of like it, it's got something in it, but it doesn't move around fast. Not like a normal liquid. I hold up uh, this container to uh, the uh, the plant. I was gonna say creature, but I guess if it has eyeballs, it's still a creature. Uh, and go. Uh, where where should I give this to you at? I'm I'm not sure what the rules are here. Do you need it on your roots? The sap. And he points at himself. Is is there like you said there was a stopper or something like that? Yeah, cork stopper on the top. I'm gonna pull the cork stopper out and then uh, try to give it sap. Uh, it's twenty feet in the air. Oh, okay. Uh, I look up and I go, "Well, thank God I'm fucking magic." I'm gonna cast uh, levitate on the uh, the barrel. Okay. Uh, and, you can cast uh, levitate on the barrel. You can float it up to I, him. Yeah, and I. With the cork out, uh, I try to use levitate to pour it onto the plant. Oh, okay. So this is where we're going to have a question. Technically, levitate can be used to move something up or down, right? But can you yeah. tip something? I'm yeah, asking see, the group. Because if you Magdor, read the D&D... before he sends it up, is going to say... Maybe this can help. And he's going to take his uh, golem hand and put it on the barrel before it goes up. Hey, this is Rises vertically and remains suspended for the duration. Can you tip it, though? But yeah, you put the golem hand on it? Like on Ow. top of it. So it's just resting on okay. top. Okay. So when it levitates, I'm going to have the golem hand run across it. I mean, it's only about this big on the top. It's a watermelon barrel, so it's probably good. All right, then I will. Uh, you say it's twenty <laughs> feet up. Yeah. Uh, so I just learned something interesting. Mage hand is not concentration. Uh, so I'm okay. gonna cast a uh, mage hand to use that to interact with the object to tilt it forward. Wonderful inspiration point, Tyler. You tip it. Thank you. To pour the now open barrel onto the plant guy. And pray to God that's what it wants. Otherwise, fuck me. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, you pour it, and and this interesting sort of kind of sap liquid comes out, uh, kind of akin to you know like syrup or something along that line, maybe a little thicker. So it takes um, about two hours to do it. <laughs> no, but it does begin to pour on the creature, and immediately it begins to grow fast and the supports that were holding it to the stairs begin to weaken as you pour it and you can tell that if you pour for any more time it's going to break the supports holding it to the stairs uh i will mage hand to stop it for a minute <laughs> just because okay. like uh-oh uh, uh and, he, and he looks confused he says 
too fast. Too fast. I look at Magdor and I look at Vol. <laughs> it was tree sap. It should take forever for it to get the sap. I don't know how much faster it wants it. I think it wants it slower. Is there any way that I can tilt the barrel to somehow pour it even slower using Mitchan? Nope. Okay, I will look at Magdor and say, when Volan, like, is there anything to give it like a dripper or something like that? This thing needs to take it even slower somehow. How big's the hole? About a quarter size. How big's Maybe my middle finger? I stick my middle finger Smaller. in there. You could slow down the pour, yeah. And one thing I to note too is that the bottom part of this creature grew downward. It did not grow up. Very much. Like, downwards enough that it has, like, roots and stuff? Yeah. It's probably grown down five feet in the last four seconds, like. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Maybe, uh, I mean, maybe apply it only to the roots? Uh. And I look over at that fucking trolley thing that was next to the uh, the container. It's like, if it can grow its roots down, maybe this can support it so it doesn't break down the scaffolding. Probably bad if we let the whole damn foundation rip down. How big is this plant at this point? You said it grew down like five feet, but... Yeah, so it's probably about six feet tall. So there's about 14 feet of space, but the trellises are about... 12, 12 or 13 feet tall. So it almost reaches to Looks a trellis? Like three separate ones that could set up in a triangle or something like that. They are, you know, flat, probably about two feet wide each. Uh, Y'all, I, I, I need to levitate this keg. Uh, can you use the trellis or whatever the fuck these things are called? These wood things as the setup support? Uh, sure. And Vol's gonna start getting to work. How do you how do you want me to arrange it? There are three of them. Yes. Well, uh, I I believe if we give it balance and like they point in, like a spot that kind of like fashions some kind of triangle, uh, to form a pyramid of sorts to let it crawl down, uh. I don't, as a player, I have no idea what the fuck to do here, <laughs> so it's like, I, I'm trying to work with Glenn here, and he's like, all oh, Cheshire Cat smiling at me. And it's it, a test, so I'm letting you guys struggle through it, I love it. Uh, what does the support that it's holding onto right now look like? Uh, it's just a couple ropes that are just kind of hanging off the bottom end of the, of the stairwell. The spiral staircase that floats up into the darkness above. How heavy does this plant look? Now? It's probably about... I don't know, make an intelligence investigation check. Trying to gauge the weight of a six-foot-tall plant creature. Oh, I got a six. Six? Yeah, you don't really know. It could be anywhere from 50 to 200 pounds, but it's gonna get... You know one thing, it's going to get much heavier. 
I guess, like, in my head, it's, uh... Nox could use levitate to hold up the creature, and then uh, somebody can break the ropes if they wanted to, and then lower it to the ground, and then let it grow as much as it wants. Uh, it, it looks up at the, the plant and goes, How much of this uh, do you need, plant boy? Or girl. I mean... Bathe. You want to bathe in this shit? Okay. Bathe. Heavy. Is, is that elvish? I'm looking at Magdor. Do, do you speak elvish? That's, that's, that's not elvish. It's common. The sucker wants to bathe in the sap. Okay. Well, um, and then I guess Vol in this uh, meantime has been setting up these uh, trellises in some sort of way that it could uh, grow down into. Mm-hmm. Right, maybe there's, uh, I don't know, either some sort of triangle formation or one directly underneath and two on its side so that it could, like, be supported or something, but yeah. Yeah, you, you're, uh, uh, go ahead and make, um, a... Carpentry check. check carpentry check. Are you proficient with any sort of tools that would be applicable to this? Um, like would carpenter's tools? Would be applicable or? to this? Would be wood what? Would a flute be applicable to this? No. Because I'm proficient with flutes. <laughs> I no, have flutes. What the do... fuck? Um, dark yeah, this secret. is gonna be. This is gonna be a wisdom investigation check. So, effectively, if you're proficient in anything with wisdom, uh, that will be the the modifier you use. Um, Just because it's logic and like placement. Um, okay, so I rolled a twenty-four. Great, yeah, you're able to set them up so that they are set up underneath it, so it could feasibly grow down into it and support it as it gets closer to the ground. Okay. Um, Do we want to leave it up there, or should we cut the ropes? I'm it's not just are about a foot away from the top of the trellises currently. Uh, not just yet. Uh, let it grow out a little bit more so it can grab a hold. And then I can shoot down one of the- I can shoot down the air, uh, the rope. Should I give it more sap then? Bathe it. Give it a little bit at a time. Well, I'm sorry if you wanted a bath, but you're about to get a shower. And, uh, I'm gonna give it a little bit more sap. Mm. And as you pour a little sap on him, his roots grow down about a foot and a half, two feet, and start to, like, weave through the trellis. And stop as you stop pouring. Give a little and more. Just need to make sure it has a better foundation before cut him loose. The earth. He gets he looks at the ground and looks excited. The earth. That's a stone. And you realize that you are not it's not all stone. The ground, uh, the ground here seems to have some parts that are soil. I think we gotta plant this sucker. Uh, that seems like what's about to happen. <laughs> well, you know, I played Stardew Valley, or yeah, Stardew Valley once or twice in my life. Uh, so we get the fertilizer. I'll start hoeing the ground. Uh, 
Is is there no more sap? Like, uh, is there's is there still plenty of sap in there? So that like barrels upside down at this point. Okay, you just dump it on him, and it comes out slowish because sap, but still comes out just as fast as you would imagine. Um, and through the process of dumping this sap on him, the the roots just continue to magically weave their way and kind of support and make the trellis support even stronger, eventually reaching the ground and going into it. And as they hit the soil, the plant itself becomes just a vibrant, beautiful green, and the top of him grows up and attaches to the ladder, giving you a firm latching point to the stairwell above. I, I listen for the uh, sound says, effect to see if we completed the puzzle. Sustainability. Proceed. Oh, this is Mass Effect. Okay. And Volt's gonna start climbing up. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll minor illusion a farmer's hat on. And... And when Vol reaches, like, maybe where he thinks that the creature originally was and where they're speaking from, he's going to say, th- th- thank you. And then... He's got eyes and a mouth. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> arms and stuff. And he says, you're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, Vol is weirded out right now. And he even, like, as you get close, he puts his hands together so he can, like, lift you up to the stairs. Oh. So you can use it as a foothold. Thank you. As Noxar clambers. <laughs> are, are you going to make He's me like, levitate you up? <sighs> I can levitate you up if you really want to, Magdor. Please. Noxar puts the uh, the cast down and uh, begins casting levitate on Magdor. Okay. And as you get close, the hands start to help push you up as well. I'm gonna woody, <laughs> leafy hands <laughs> I'm pushing reach. you up towards. Yeah, Vol would also reach out over the edge and help Magdor up. I don't like this anymore. He says as he climbs over the edge. Nox is still hanging on the vines, trying to climb up. Uh, when they oh, yeah. when they levitate up, and it's like <sighs> I'm I'm not, uh, well. At least I, it's like dodging but going upright. Dodge, dodge, and they like climb up a little bit uh, with some kind of proficiency, just because uh, they're good at acrobatics and whatnot, and they're you know finding quick spots. Honestly, even if you were bad, the uh, the the plant itself is assisting you, which is why there's no check check necessary. There's a sentient plant helping you climb as you go. So, any misstep oh you would have had was negated by the fact that it kind of makes the foothold bigger, you know, or. Keeps you from falling backwards at some point, you know that sort of thing. I I think I'd rather <laughs> ride a boat than climb that thing. <gasps> do you, uh, do you have a fear of heights? Not not particularly, just talking plants. Fear Thank you, Mister Plant. Pl- I mean... uh, let's proceed, please. Yeah. Oh, Impulse yep. taking the lead. Like we, I, I we, would imagine, we, we clamber up the plane. We keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nox I think feel confident out. at this point. Like Nox <laughs> would try the rush ahead. 
Uh, Vol would right. let Nox rush ahead because Vol's so weirded out that he's just going at a normal pace. Like, even as a player, I feel weird about what just happened because this all this reminds me of is like the Mandrake plants from Harry Potter, just except not crying and they just look weird and like animatronic and it just started growing because we were pouring sap on it. And it just says, imagine, just imagine it's Groot instead. It was baby Groot. Now it's big Groot that helped no, you. No, 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 because the original descriptions Groot's made it better. seem a lot more horrific, and I can't get that image out of my head right now. No, just think Groot. It's Groot. It's Groot. I didn't want to say I am Groot the whole time, no, no, but I, it's no, Groot. No, I understand. Like, so as a player, like I'm okay <laughs> with that now. But Vol is fucking like horrified. Like Vol's <laughs> seen some shit, but Vol's horrified right now. He's like, I. This is probably why they don't talk about it. This is why nobody. Yeah, this is th that's why they don't tell they us what happened. <laughs> In my head, I saw like Climate. little chopper Oh yeah, feed me, Seymour. <laughs> I was I was imagining a uh, Tangela, the Pokemon. Oh, also terrifying. <laughs> yeah, great. Get to that stairwell, whether by <laughs> levitation or assistant from Groot, um, and then you make your way. Um, you up into another area that this every time you've gone up into one of these spaces, they don't seem like they should fit within the confines of that tower. They are the spaces are larger than they should be. Um, and when you come up into this space, there is it's it's a courtyard, a large courtyard with grass on the ground, um, like darkness above, similar to before, no real ceiling. Um, and at the far end, there is kind of a wall that's built uh, around the edge of this space. And there you can see uh, five figures and they're speaking, looking at the wall and on the ground around them, there are some boxes. There's five figures. Are they, do they appear to be, what's the word, corporeal? 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 Yeah. But you're uh, far enough away, they're facing away from you, you can't really understand what they're saying. Several of them do look like they're shorter people, maybe dwarves or gnomes, a uh, couple taller, slender figures, maybe elves. But specifics are hard to make out from this distance. I did my trial. I'm leaning to the back on this one. And there is another stairwell leading up high into the ceiling. Um, but at some point in the distance, you remember that blue shimmering light, Vol, that you saw in the first room? You can see high up there is that sort of kind of blue shimmering as if there's some sort of barrier that would keep you from proceeding. Would I notice it with my passive? Yeah. Yeah, you can see that bluish light, but you wouldn't know what it means. Vol definitely wouldn't know what it means. Though. All right. I'm going to head towards the back. stairs then. So, well, okay. back door. looks like this one Should was I done let for you us. Down? Oh, yeah. Let me down. <laughs> um, Magdor's going to start. Uh, not so quick, Magdor. Barrier uh, up there. Damned magics. And then Vol's going to walk towards the figures. Okay. Uh, you can see as you approach, there is um, an elf who is more slender, taller than the other figures, two humans. Um and a dwarven figure as well as a halfling um the interesting thing they are discussing something as you approach and then they turn to look at you as you approach 
And as you get close, you can see that they have indeterminate features. If that makes sense. Uh, They're fucking mannequins. Each of their faces, clothing, and genders, even, appearing to flow and change as they look at you. Okay. Um, And they say, welcome. Hello. Do they say this Uh, all in unison? No, 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 no. That's just (laughs) one of them talking. (laughs) I was going to say, Magdor fucking turns around. Welcome to see us. (laughs) Come play with us. That's when Vol would have left. Um... I would have hands. left. I never would have run this shit if that stuff happened. <laughs> Unless it was like a haunted house, because that would be fun. Cool. Cool stuff. Um, greetings. Our world just got turned upside down. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, greetings. Um, hi. Mind flares. I'm gonna Max is walk up distance. Walk up to the dwarf. Sit. I got this one, guys. Now I'm gonna hand out my alchemy jugs. Would you like some mail? No, we just need to get over the wall. We can't figure out how to distribute these boxes. Um. There's ten boxes, each of them about a cubic foot. And is there a wall? Yeah. Around the whole courtyard. Seven feet high. Oh. Um. You just have to get them over the wall? We all have to get over at the same time. You all have to get over at at the same time, along with the boxes onto the other side? No, just us. We're not sure how to distribute it to make sure that it's fair. How tall is the elf compared to the wall? Uh, the elf is about six foot tall, so they honestly probably would only need one box to help them over. Magdor's got this one. Magdor's gonna turn to <laughs> Magdor's gonna turn to Vol and say, "I got, I got this." <laughs> all right, all right, and Vol's more than happy to step away. <laughs> you, you said there were ten boxes. Ten boxes, each one a foot tall. Are both the humans the same size? The humans are both five feet tall. The dwarf I start playing and battle music. gnome the same size? The Halfling. The, oh, it's a halfling. Uh, so, yeah, the humans are five feet tall. The dwarves are both about three feet tall. Or Sorry, the dwarf... Humans are about five feet tall. The, the dwarf is about three. And the uh, halfling is about two. That there's ten boxes. Shades. Yep. That doesn't work out at all. Could you turn it into some kind of staircase? They need to get over at the same time. They have to jump in unison. Or climb in unison. <laughs> well, I would say the dwarf could uh, hold or carry a, a halfling. Magdor is going to stack up four boxes next to the door or uh, halfling. They see they need to go over at the same time. He's going to put one box to the elf. And could I ask you to stand on this? 
Of course. Thank and you. And then, and then I asked the shift. Um, halfling to stand on his four. Yep, halfling does. And I say, you see, now, now they can both get over. They can. What about the rest of us? And then I'm gonna show them the humans. I'm gonna stack two boxes underneath okay. them. Okay. And have them stand on it. Yeah. And then stack the rest to the dwarf and show we're one box short. Hmm. Quite difficult. Now you see why we discuss. We must go at the same time. Because I'm assuming the elf, the humans, and the halfling are all at the wall. And the dwarf is one mm-hmm. block short. Weird. Actually, the halfling is one block short. Oh, is the halfling needs... one block short too? Yeah, it needs five. Because um, it's only two feet tall. This is, um, uh, excuse me, Mr. DM. This is a seven foot wall, you said? Uh-huh. Um, a vole is taller than this wall. How Back- tall are you? Seven foot one. Yeah. <laughs> Backdoor, I could, I could lift the halfling up if you want to redistribute those boxes. But would that work? I, like I don't know. We must climb on the boxes. Hmm. Give me Weird. one box. Hmm. Uh, Magdor the elf you say six feet okay and then uh, you said how tall would you say the dwarves are uh, what is it let me see humans are a couple feet taller than the dwarf so three feet tall okay oh no no the elf and the humans easily a couple feet taller than the dwarf so let's say the humans and the elf are all about six foot and the dwarf is four foot and the oh, that changes everything, then. I it didn't write this, so sometimes I miss little things. I apologize. Vol drops the halfling, uh, places them gently back, and steps away. Um. <laughs> so Magdor, upon realizing that the humans and the elves are pretty close to the same height, is going to do four boxes for the gnome, three for the dwarf, and then one box for each of the remaining three. And as they each stand on their boxes, they look back at you and say, Thank you. You've helped. No matter who we were, how tall we were. Equality. Proceed. And you see the blue light disappear from the top of the stairwell. Well, that one was a lot easier. for them to climb the wall. And they climb the wall and disappear into the darkness. Oh god, they died. Magdor is going to climb onto the dwarf's boxes. You do that. And he starts to climb the wall. You climb the wall. What do I see? (laughs) Darkness. You go into the darkness? No, no. Magdor wouldn't. He's like, well, this is about as far away as I go. Just do it. Can I cast Levitate on Magdor? (laughs) I'll give you an inspiration point if you do it. Oh, Magdor's fucking greedy. Magdor takes metal arm and kind of sticks it forward. 
Um, Len wants to make up some fun bullshit to scare us. Into the darkness? Yeah. Do you pull it back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of put it in there. It's, pull it back. it's a metal arm. It's still there. You can move your fingers still. It's, nothing happens. I'm going to take a look, and I stick my head in. Um, As you stick your head in, you feel yourself pulled in. Um, All right. It, I get pulled in. <laughs> is is there any way and, um, can react fast enough to try and pull him back? <laughs> nope. Okay. Magdor? Uh... Because you said you stepped back. That's the only reason why. No, that's that's fair. Um, okay. That's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, Magdor disappears. Magdor, you see darkness and feel nothing. Do I have my alchemy jug? <laughs> the most important question today. You can't feel your today, body, so, so you're not sure. You can't see or feel anything. You just feel nothing and perceive nothing. Not even darkness, just a void. The absence of light. And I breathe. Yes. But you can't feel it. You just know you're not dying. Well, this is a pickle. You think to say something, but you hear no sound and don't feel your mouth move. Uh, did what are you guys doing in the, in, the, in the courtyard? Did we just see Magdor like disappear from existence? Into the darkness. You know? I oh always, shit balls. I always figured he'd stick his head into some place and get sucked up. Just seems like Magdor. Um Well, if there's anything that we can learn from the first trial is when you briefly disappeared. He might just be out of this trial temporarily, so we keep going. I'm going to stay down here, you go up there, and if nothing happens, I'll start playing in the arms of an angel. Okay, and Vol's going to start heading up the stairs. Okay. <laughs> okay. Vol, Vol not too excited to face this next one on his own, but he's going to go up the stairs and proceed to the next level. Wait, so Vol's going up and Nox is staying in the courtyard? No Nox is staying in the courtyard, ready to play in the arms of the angel by Sarah McLach or McLachlan. Sarah McLachlan. Yes, that word. Okay. Um. Great. Yeah, you make your way up, Vol. Um. So, when you get to the top of this tall stairwell, uh, where the blue barrier used to be, you step up into a space. Um, that looks similar to where you encountered the dragon in the cloudy area. Um, and you, so like it, it, it's a large white cloudy, foggy open space. Um, and from within it's, as you step up, uh, out of the fog near to you, you see, Magdor and Magdor, your vision and feeling comes back as you feel yourself like floating and then you're walking and, you, and then you see Vol climbing up, up out of the stairwell. Can I talk now? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see Vol coming up and would I know that it's him? How long was I in there? You don't know. It could have been years. 
Okay. How long would I have assumed I was... Like, you, you know what I mean. How crazy Based am I? Based on what Vol looks like and the fact that you remember he was... There was a stairwell heading up to another level. It's probably only been a few minutes. How long did it feel? It felt indeterminate. Magdor is just going to walk out and stay quiet. Magdor. Um, but you also see four large pillars centered around this cloudy chamber and in the center there is a stairwell but it's on the opposite side of this space so there's the four pillars lots of clouds and fogs and a stairwell but it's on the opposite side of the room from you you just hear from down below in the arms of an angel um, I away from here. On seeing Magdor, I think Vol would would I still be able to turn around? Did, is the stairwell still there? Yeah. Going down. Yeah, I'm just like Vol's gonna just peek out and be like, he's up here. Come oh. on up. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'll be up there in a second. I was debating, like, uh, you see Nox is, like, preparing to do, like, anything to Mother at this point. The thoughts start crossing their mind. Uh, and, like, they, they pull themselves together after, like, starting to get rid of the dude some fugly crying. Uh, oh, yep. Magdor, you're, you're okay. Hey. Magdor? I need a drink. Okay, that's Magdor. Whew. I, th I thought it was an illusion. Um, and Vol's gonna walk up and explore these pillars. Okay. As you enter the space, um, being outside of the four pillars, um, you see the smoke and fog and cloudy, cloudy area, you know, bits begin to swirl, and from within... Humanoid shapes appear, carrying glowing weapons, uh, positioned defensively around the stairwell. That sit there and kind of, like, float and watch you. Um... I help give Magdor his alcohol. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm dowsing him at this point. It's like, you, you must live, child, please. Oh, as I'm taking a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, mouth to the nozzle mouth to the nozzle greetings it's okay this... there is no response and so are they just kind of like surrounding the stairwell mm -hmm. there's six of them slowly going to approach no like without any like signs of me going anywhere near my weapons they Just all very kind of like group closer together uh, at the point that you would get close. I'm going to try to Vol's going to try to walk through but very gently and very slowly. Okay. Um, as you walk you continue to walk forward, not touching your weapons. What are you two back there doing? I am making sure Magdor is alive and well because I'm a. I got. Mama Felix. <laughs> yeah, like, I got her feelings. I 
God. Nexus thought Megdor died. He got sucked into a void or some shit, and then he reappeared. Like, there was a good solid minute where, you know, the party was gone. Volf, for some reason, is like, okay, and just walks off, but, like, Megdor's back in the flesh, and... I am Mama Burning. I'm not actually Mama Burning because I would suggest I put it in my mouth and then feed it to him. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I am getting Magdor back on the feet. Like, are, are, what did you see? Nothing. Magdor, seriously, you're going to show me? You're, you're going to fucking hold out on me? What did you see? I, I didn't see nothing. I didn't hear nothing. It was just. Nothing. Look, Volstad's not here, okay? We don't have to keep secrets while we're inside the tower. It's okay, like... Did you see death? Did you see heaven? What, what, what did you see in there? Nothing. And on saying that, I'm <sighs> gonna stand up and walk towards Vol. Ah, oh, great. Magdor, are you a Scientologist? What's going on here? Magdor's a little rattled, so he's not, like, in a humorous mood, so he's just going to keep walking with Vol. Yeah, so you follow uh, Vol. Uh, Nox, are you going to fall afterwards, or are you going to stay there? Where did, what did you want to do, specifically? Nox is going to take a, just a small moment to pull out some rations and begin stress eating. Uh, they're just going to, you know... Nibble at some dried meat, toss a nut in their throat, choke on it, because, you know, a shout-out to the first episode. <coughs> uh, spit the nut out, and, uh... Wow, uh, okay, you guys are just... <laughs> Have you no emotions? This is... Listen, so Ooh, far, shit. this has been a magic trip. Uh, like... I wasn't expecting Magdor to just die just yet. What are these statue things? Uh, like, Magdor, or Bull was walking towards him. What happened? Oh, Vol? Yeah, so Vol's walking towards them. Also Magdor now. Both, no weapons out, just walking. Um, they did seem to kind of, like, group closer where you were going to meet them. Um, but as you get close, not being, not showing any hostility, they, they slightly part out of the way, allowing you to pass Vol. Vol's gonna keep going. Yeah, he's and like, you hear something in your ears that I'm going to message to you. Okay. Um. As they say it quietly enough that only you can hear it. Um. Yeah, after after hearing that and passing through him, like this is just like the wolves. They're just here to stand guard. Just come on up. The next level waits. Well, I mean, if if we're VIPs, I Knox would follow behind Magdor towards uh, these uh, things. Oh, uh, what are they? <laughs> I. I, I... Uh, they're like figures statues? made of shrouded mist carrying glowing weapons. I uh, I, I look at one. It's like, do you do you want to trade? That, that looks kind of cool. It just floats and says, "Ah, so Parcel tongue. Do you speak? Do you Slytherin. speak Auron? Do I speak what, Glenn? 
Auron. It's the air it's... elemental variant of Primordial. Yeah, it's yep. the wind language. I, 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 you know what? I'm gonna burn another spell slot to uh, comprehend languages, and I go, "Excuse me, come again." And he says, "Peace be with you." And I give him the uh, live long and prosper hand sign, and uh, I keep on going. <laughs> awesome, Magdor, you pass through as well. Eventually, you're all able to make your way to the stairwell and upwards if you would like. I'd like to say for the record, I burnt my warlock spell slots so far. Uh, <laughs> one for detect magic and one for comprehend languages. Okay. Uh, yep, Vols is going up. Um, I think... Uh, okay, inspiration point, Nick. Yeah. For immediately deducing how to get past that. <laughs> I, I like I all right. Like if we're being completely open here, like puzzles and riddles are not my thing usually, but like this one seemed like a no-brainer for whatever reason. Because when mysterious shadowy figures pop up with weapons that are glowing and they're guarding something, unless they attack you, you do not attack. That's my usual like train of thought. I Fair. do absolutely. Sorry, I do want to say to uh, I think if Magdor didn't have his trip, he probably would have attacked on sight. Really? Yeah, okay. I was three seconds away from attacking that fucking dragon before. Like once uh, I realized I thought it was a real dragon, I was about to you know staff down, safety off. But <laughs> I poofed before that happened, so it worked out. Okay. So you make your way upwards. Another style staircase to the fifth floor that you have have to uh, have trapes into. Um, eventually, you make your way up the stairwell and to a, a floor that looks a little more like it should be in a tower. It has wooden floors and stone walls. Um, there is a spiral staircase leading up, but at a more normal, you can see the roof itself, but you can also see that blue barrier that looks like it would probably keep you from going up. In this room, there is a rack with a number of magical-looking staves lying on it. Um, and as you approach, um, Volpez kind of coalesces again out of that kind of misty bit, and he says, Congratulations on making it this far, but let's find out if you have what it takes to get to the end. Oh, we shall. As Nox just changes her voice almost mockingly. Soon we'll complete all your puzzles. And with that, he dissipates once again. Not a conversationalist, was he? Nope. <laughs> oh, he responded. No, that was me. Um, nope. <laughs> Paul's going to... Um... Explore the room, this room. It's easy enough to explore. It's just that uh, rack of stabs. Uh, I can describe each one to you if you would like. Oh yeah, you, yes, the moment please. you said staffs, uh, Nox like did the whole thing where he they started like levitating on their toes and dragon like almost like being pulled towards the staffs. <laughs> uh, this is Abu in the uh, the treasures untold uh, scene. Basically, like, oh, staffs. Uh, yeah, Nox looks at the staffs. What do we got here? So from left to right, 
The first one you see is made of what it looks like. It looks like to me to be solid gold with uh, set and inlaid with rubies. Uh, the next one is uh, looks like it's made of a polished back black material, possibly wood, but maybe like an obsidian or sort of some sort of stone. Um, and it's topped with a bleached skull that looks to uh, a bleached skull that looks like it came from a humanoid, sa save from curling horns that emerge from the skull on the side and top. Um, one is made would from I, white wood, and would I guess that as maybe tiefling. Possibly, I don't know. Uh, okay. One is made from white wood. It looks incredibly beautiful, uh, though it lacks gold or jewels. It is intricately carved. Um, the next one is a worn staff made of oak, set with runes and inlaid with an occasional crystal um, that look to have a little bit of a light inside of each one. And the last one looks like it's made from a fallen branch. Uh, yeah. Uh, any other details on that last one? Just, I mean, from just looking at them, no. Uh, I don't know why somebody decided to put a a tree log here instead of a staff. That's a bit weird. Um, it's more of a branch than a log. Logs are usually thicker. They usually hold trees. Technically, you're correct, and technically is the best kind of correct. Uh. Well, is there any puzzles? I'm not... Should I start? No. I probably shouldn't pull one out. Like, uh, Nox is immediately drawn to the gold staff with the rubies, the the first one, and it's like, Ooh. But, uh, like, Common Sense tells him not to touch it under any reason whatsoever. Uh, and... They're gonna look around, and like, oh, what could these staffs be possibly used for? Um, is there any, like writing or anything in the area? Nope. Magdor is going to uh, walk up to the racks. And he's just going to look at them and he's just going to say, that tree branch would be good for Vox. That's all. Are you looking at the staffs as potential chew toys for the direwolves again? I mean, he did that with my sword, so... I mean, if... If you, hmm. Uh, Nox is gonna try to study further the uh, the fourth one, the uh, the worn oak staff with runes on it, uh, okay. with crystals with light. How are you gonna study it further if you're not touching it for a friend? I'm gonna fuck up and touch it, Glenn. Okay, yeah, you pick it uh, up. They pull it. Uh, Nox is gonna pull out and uh, study it for a little bit. It looks like you see uh, a ward staff made of oak with runes. Uh, when you look closely, you can see that there is a little bit of dim light emanating from each of the little crystals that are randomly set along it. <clears throat> when uh, he pulls out that staff, Magdor's going to pull out the stick. Yeah, you pick up the stick. It's a branch. We'll take this back with us. Can I fit it in my pouch of holding? I would say it's about six feet tall, so probably Magdor, not. Isn't that a, a clue piece? I don't think we're just supposed to flat out take everything. And in fact, this is probably Vol Volbas's, uh, maybe this is his private staff collection. 
I mean, why also, didn't he take him with him if he wanted him? I mean, isn't this his house? He's dead, I thought. I think I could... Well, I mean, I'm sure uh, if you ask him, he he basically has a voicemail greeting every time you see him at this point. Hold on, I want to try something. Uh, Magdor is going to set the staff on the ground, or the stick, rather, run to the stairs, walk down, and then walk back up. You do that. Does anything happen? Nope. <laughs> Mailbox must be full. I'm afraid to use detect magic again, because so far, every time I've done that has led to great success. Uh, but you know what? Screw it. It's the first level. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to look around like, uh, can I have ten minutes? Can Rachel cast uh, some magic up to see if there's anything like super important about any of these? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah take gonna, your ten minutes. I'm gonna put my staff into uh, the staff of power into the hole of the staff I pulled out, and uh, just for funsies, I'm gonna try to use the staff that I'm holding to channel uh, detect magic. Does it? Let I mean, me are use you? It as if a it's focus? magical, you have to attune to it to make it a spellcasting focus. So that will take one hour. Okay, and then uh, I'll. Do you ha are you full on magical items? Well, no, considering I have one, but. Oh, sure. I didn't know. So I didn't know. No, that's okay. I presented a decent amount. So, yeah, no. Yeah, you can attune it if you like. Yeah, I won't attune to it because that's going to take a full fucking hour. Uh, I'll just use the arcane focus of uh, the necklace uh, that's around my neck then as a uh, means to do it. So, yeah. Ten minutes pass. You guys can do whatever you want as I prepare to not burn a spell slot. <laughs> um, there's nothing else in the room. Just this rack of staffs. Yep. That like, there's nothing odd about this rack whatsoever. There's just no. No I mean, writings, it's a rack numbers, inscriptions, staves. nothing. Nope. Um. Vol doesn't like touching with meddling with magic, so he's not going to touch any of the staffs. Vol's not going to do that. Yeah, like that's not that's not his game. So he's just going to wait patiently. I think. Okay. Um, in the ten minutes, Magdor has a question for the DM. Um, Algira's cloak that I got. Mm -hmm. Does that require attunement? The one that, the cloak of uh, the one that lets you change clothes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. It was the only one that I didn't have marked, so I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I am going to walk up the stairs. Kind of walk up the stairs. The there's barrier. a magical barrier. Yeah, you put your hands near it. It feels like staticky when you put your hands near it. Um, um, I'm going to take the stick. Your hand a bit. Like, push it up into it. Yeah, it, it it pushes against something as if it were solid and is not able to go through. Yeah, Magdor waits the ten minutes. Yeah. Uh, after doing Detect Magic, you realize that the staff that you hold, the uh, worn oak staff with the inlaid gems... Uh, innate crystals is the only one that emanates any sort of magical aura. 
the fuck? Die seriously? <laughs> As a player, it's like, did I actually pull the right one? Uh, uh, I'm gonna. And you're able put to my recognize what this weapon or what this staff is as well. Okay, uh, what do I recognize it as? It's the Staff of the Magi. I don't like this, Glenn. Am I sure? Yeah. You sure? So, a, a question mechanically about detect magic as a ritual. Uh, you spend the ten minutes to cast it, and then does it last normally... As, yeah, so, essentially, if Nogs wanted, they could go and identify the other ones? Uh, it would tell them, because it's an aura, and basically he just okay. focuses on items, and if he focuses on them, he can tell whether or not they're magic. So he can tell okay. that the other ones are not. Uh, when I pull out another staff, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pull out the, uh, Whitewood carved one. Does it, like, light up or do anything? Or does it just look like a... Nope, those are just staves. Uh, They're not magical. Just ornate yeah, walking staves. Yeah, Nox's staffs. eyes go uh, wide as shit and goes, uh, uh, guys, this this is... Ooh, this is a big boy staff. And it emanates a similar aura, since you can see kind of magic auras. Similar magic aura is around this staff as the barrier is emanating at the top of the stairs. I'm going to put away my shield and my staff of power uh, just for the time being. And uh, it's like, all right, all right, Nox, Nox, this isn't yours. You're using it as a key. This is not yours to take. This is property of a dead person. I should be able to get no, no, yes, no, no. What are you, Vol what are you, is a, what are you doing? This is a God's damn staff of the Magi. This is one of those staffs that, like, Brandon had. Okay. That like your staff? Uh, it... Yes. Times, like, a lot more. Like, this is probably... It's, it's like that... Do you, do you remember going to that staff shop over in Neverwinter and that guy came in his pants and shouted that it was his dream's work to ever see one of these things? Pretty sure he came out in this full is... clothing. That's fair. God damn it. Nick. <laughs> Nick, Nick's trying so hard to keep a straight face. He's like, ah. Look, 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 look. Uh, and Nox is going to like hurriedly uh, take the staff and, of uh, this staff of the Magi, as uh, Tyler does not trust it one bit, and is going to use it to prod at the, uh, the barrier. Okay. You go up to the top of the stairs and touch it. And as you do, um, it's almost like water dropping into water and it like pings and ripples out and slowly you see the barrier start to flake away and similarly the rock the staff itself starts to kind of like turn into ash in your hands and progressively just fades away oh look it's open I staff of the magi did you say <laughs> I'm sure we'll find uh, another one. Not, not, Nox is still like has the hand positioning at this point, watching it turn to ash in their fingers, and it's like, yeah. 
Magdor is going to hand Nox the tree branch and say, you can have this stuff of the Magi if you want. <laughs> who, who, is, who is the Magi? Fold is saying, whispering to himself now as he's walking up the stairs. I'm sure we'll find another one of these stabs. We've been finding powerful stabs all over the place. It should be easy to find. And Nox, you are standing right underneath the now open entrance to this next level as they are coming up I would like, you. I would like to make a wisdom saving throw to okay. like short term madness from that you can imagine the player and character having such a powerful staff in their hands thinking that like, even for a second it might have been theirs watching it disappear that's like short term madness level shit right there uh, I would think but hey maybe I'll keep my wits uh I rolled a 16 on a wisdom. Yeah, you feel fine. A little I, shaken, I like, but not not going to go crazy. <laughs> I almost lost Magdor. I lost something that I de deemed to be the most powerful thing in the world. Uh, and yeah, let's that keep was the moving. first challenge, wasn't it? Most powerful thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. All right, come now. Yeah. Uh, every, everybody's fine. And yeah. Vol's going to give a little pat on the back and uh, take the lead, because I would imagine that Nox is just probably just standing there, bewildered. I fall Nox behind slowly Vol. climbs up the stairs. All right, so everyone moves up into the next room. <laughs> and you get up to the... Sixth floor at seemingly the top of this very tall tower. It looks like a bedroom. There are books that line the wall, and um, there's you know there's uh, shutters that are closed at the top, but you can see the light of day outside. Um, lying in the bed is the cold, dead body of an old man. Is that a dead body? I believe so. Um, then what's... This is going to be weird. I think this is the first time I've ever asked this in a D&D session. Um, does it smell like dead body in here? No. Like nothing it does not, decomposing? I, like Check that off your bucket list. Your D&D bucket <laughs> list. <laughs> um, okay. Um, it smells surprisingly just like it smells like kind of like outside like outdoors is just kind of there's a little bit of a cool breeze coming in through the shutters may I mage hand and poke the dead body yeah you poke it it feels <laughs> like it doesn't react like normal skin like you see when mine kind of gives it almost reacts as though it's like hardened or preserved in some way can I don't I do, know, whispers. God. Can I do a history stone investigation? <laughs> On what? <laughs> you said it was hardened. It was hardened. <laughs> His skin is not made of stone. You go up and you go, that's not stone. And I rolled a nat 20. That's not stone, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know for damn certain that is not stone. <laughs> 
Um, I'm uh, going to. Sorry, while I touch it, I just want to try to cure wounds. Oh, super dead. You try. You realize as you begin to cast the spell that uh, he's long past uh, life, and so that would do nothing. So you can expend the spell slot if you'd like, but you know that it would do nothing. Okay, I will not. It's kind of like trying to pour water into cup that isn't there. You know what I mean? There's no cup. Wait, is it Volpez or Volpix? I, I get it mixed up now. Volpez. Who said that? He was saying that in is character. It? Oh, you were? Sorry. Magdor's uh, gonna say, it's Volpix, I think. It's Volpez. Volpez. Uh, should... Well... He said I'm, the challenge just begun. I'm assuming this is the end because there's no. Uh, this is this is it. There's no way. There's no more up. Um, and Vol's gonna start looking around. Uh, first to see if anything sticks out. Oh, sorry. You're looking for anything that sticks out. Cool. Yes, there is a small table uh, positioned near one of the windows. Um, with bookshelves lining it. Like I said, there's bookshelves all around this room. Um, a uh, small table, probably about three by three. Not, you know, not too big, but definitely not like an end table. Uh, definitely not a kitchen table. <laughs> and it, uh, on it, it has, in a circle, positioned several different things, uh, like these cards. And each card has a different symbol on it. It looks to represent some sort of item. One of them is a suit of armor. One is a potion bottle with a liquid in it. One's a ring. One looks like a, a rod or a, a, like a like a staff, but like shorter, so like a rod. Um, one is a, a scroll wrapped with a seal on it. Another one's a staff. Another one's a wand. Another one is a sword. And another one is... It's the equivalent of a D&D question mark. <laughs> Um, it like just a kind mystery of item? Yeah, like, it looks like uh, a joker card. It's a little ambiguous. Um, and what about the so this body is on the bed? Mm-hmm. It like it. How is it positioned on the bed? Like legs straight, it's, uh, it's like arms by its side or yeah. arms on its arms, chest? Arms crossed across its chest over its heart like this. Okay. Um, over not over its heart because that would be off to the side. Yeah. Um, but like right over the center, um, with the blanket pulled up underneath the elbows up to about the chest. Okay. His head on um, the pillow. Is there anything that the body's clasping in its arms and its hands? Um. Nobody uh, looks. What do you mean you? Uh, oh, sorry. So, me say Vol's gonna go do that. You're gonna go look and see if there's anything in his hands. Yes. Yes. Uh, as you move his hands to the side, like I said, they feel harder than flesh should but as you move his open his hands because they're not clasped you realize they're just set on just, each other yeah. you move the hand up a little bit and move them up and there is a small crystal there um that is just sitting on his chest i hmm. probably still have detect magic going on still uh is there anything coming off of the subject yeah yeah there's a uh i guess it would probably be I think illusion, something in the illusion school. Uh, full. I, I, I 
something's telling me this is a trick. Some like I don't know what the gem does, but uh, my detect magic's showing it's illusion magic. Well, this whole place so, has been a trick. Maybe a trick. since we don't know what it does, and I'm gonna pick up the question mark card. We use this one. Use, but I. It's a card. How would you use it? And the cards are positioned in a circle, all facing inward, and there is a small indentation in the center of the table. I'm going to touch the card to the gym. It glows ever so slightly. When well, you I'm out of ideas. Stops when uh, you pull it away. Um, is the is the indentation similar to the shape of the gem, perchance? Yes. Well, um. I'm a, I am I want to assume uh, you can tell me whether this is true or not, but Vol hit, went to the table first and saw the gem, so would Vol know then? Yeah, mm -hmm. like it looks about the same. Alright, um... Nagdor, why don't you put that card back where you found it, and then let's try this. I'm gonna put the card back where uh, I found it. Uh, Nox, before I put this in, do you have anything to say? Or should I use Mage Hand so that way you don't get illusified or something? No, it's fine. And then Vol's gonna place it in. Plunk. Far back where it was. Crystal in the indentation. The room darkens ever so slightly as the gem glows brightly. And kind of akin to uh Help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're our last hope a figure begins to be projected out of the gem and then stands, quote-unquote, on the table in the center of the cards. And it is the same old man and the same man that you see on the bed just nearby, but kind of like a, a blue translucent version. And he says, Well done. You've made your way to the top. You've found your way here. And now it is time for your due reward. As you pass the tests of truth, Sustainability, equality, peace, and simplicity. You have now understand what it takes to survive in a world and be a light in it. Each one of you gets to choose one card, but only one, and should you take more, there will be dire consequences. As Magdor standing there with all the cards in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> <No>! <laughs> I've got um, a full house. <laughs> uh, Glenn, uh, could I ask you to just put like a list of, would you be able to, or maybe just run through the list of items yeah. again? Uh, there's uh, armor, potion, ring, rod, scroll, staff, wand, weapon, and something else. Magdor wants that fucking question mark. He's going to look over to both of you and point at the question mark and point at himself. Give him a thumbs up. Decide amongst yourself who would like to take each one. Um. Uh, Brandon, can I suggest something? Huh? You can... If you agree, we'll do it. If you don't, then it's fine. But I also want to pull the question mark. So how about we just roll for it? Okay. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. Were we rolling okay. D20? Just a D20, I think. I'm, uh, Tyler, do you want to join in on this? No, okay. Honestly, I was going <laughs> to... Go ahead. 
You guys are about to have a fucking tug of war over the mystery box. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I a three. That's. <sighs> I feel bad. I rolled a sixteen. Okay. Yeah. I was What'd just curious roll, what would have happened. I rolled a three. Oh man. So so in 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 story, Vol and Magdor had an arm wrestling contest. I'm Love down with that. Vol, Vol won. Um. So, and as you have it here, the 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 the, uh, the translucent version of this dead man seems to talk to you. He doesn't seem to just be speaking willy nilly. He says, "Oh, that was close." I mean, um, I guess, I guess Magrin and- strong Goliath, just like your father. You remember my father doing this? Yes, he passed as well. But your uncle, not so lucky. He took more than one card. What, what did Rook take? I believe he took the weapon. A large great sword. Would has Vol seen his father with a large great sword more than one large great sword? Is that the one... I, I was trying to reference the one that you had seen him carrying. Did he have a greatsword or a great axe? A sword. Yeah, you, it was a sword, yeah. yeah, that, okay, yeah so that's, that's, the, that's his kind of okay. like... That's his signature weapon. Yeah, it's that one. And he goes, okay, so, I he's been carrying it for many years, if my timeline is right. He still he still has it. Good to hear. Um, You know what? We wrestled to see who'd pull the mystery. Why don't... Why don't I do that at the end? I'm usually not one for theatrics, but I think this would be fun. I'm going to gesture to Knox. I'm going to say, I'll let you pick first. Volpez, do you... Volpez, sorry. Uh, do you understand us? Yes. Would you... Spirits live on. My body may have passed, but... I live on in different Would you ways. No, of maybe information instead of an item. What do you seek? The Goliaths are in danger. The frost giants seem to be controlled by an angry white dragon. Mm. It, and we came here as a test to prove our worth to be able to challenge them, but honestly. Your trinkets are mighty and plenty, but if you have anything that maybe you could offer us to get us an edge to save the, their village, I would give anything for that. As much as I would like to give this, this test is not meant for one trial or tribulation. This test is meant to test your worth and your morality and your understanding of how to be a light in the world. Sacrificing yourself for others is still noble, and if that is what you are meant to do to save this village, that may be what it needs to be. I could. Well, I don't know if I could offer you anything that would trump a white dragon. Mm. But the right tool in any craftsman's hands will do its job. So choose wisely. So, Nox is going to double finger gun at uh, Vol Volpez. So you knew the staff of the Magi was just going to disintegrate after I used it as a key, didn't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It gave off that aura, but 
It is a staff in the Magi in that I am a mage, and it was mine. But it's all an illusion. Every every part of this tower from bottom to top, except for this room, is created for whoever enters it. Are you able to tell us what kind of items are in these cards? They will be similar to what you see on the card, except for the last one. That's a little more ambiguous. It can be anything from a gem that allows you to see shape changers, or a cloak that makes you invisible, or... Um, you Magdor shrink down after every time you say something like that. There, I believe, is from an ancient magician named Qualish. He left behind an apparatus that I I came in um, possession of. That is among the list of things. It's kind of a raffle of sorts. You don't control <laughs> what you get, but you give yourself a category. Could I? Could I ask you? You've been holding this trial for my village for generations. Hmm. Anybody. Your village is just one of the few to take regular use of it. See, um... I mean, you've already explained to... to help... people help the world, basically, right? To make sure that they're people worthy enough. I suppose it's just a coincidence that the village was located so close and we used this as a means to test ourselves. Goliaths have that in them. They need to be proven in ways. And this is a way for them to prove to themselves that they are worthy. When Nox's in reality, yanking. most of them already are. Right. The ring. The ring card. Okay. You just go the pick Nox it up. takes the... Yes. That was Magdor's like second a... choice. <laughs> you, you just hear a whimper as uh, Nox picks up. You hear... Like, oh, right, Magdor, you're the one that told me to go next. I uh, know. Uh, what, what were the options again? Pick the armor so you can give it to me. I've All got right. good armor. Did you pick up the card? Tyler. Who, Tyler me? picked up the ring yeah. card. Knox did? Yeah, Nox. I picked up the ring card. Okay, cool. So you're gonna roll a, a d10 for Magdor. me. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm gonna activate this card right now. Let's see, 1d10. As you uh, touch I rolled a 4. 4. Um, As you pick it up, let me pick I this. I die. Let me open this up a little bit. Um, Let me... Copy a picture of this, and we'll try and describe Just it to drop those. Dead. Um, you pick it up, and as you pick it up, it, it it kind of glows, and then as it glows, it it pops out of your hand and floats above it, and that light shifts into the shape of a ring, which you see in this uh, what I I've put down there. Wait, oh nope, that's not what I wanted to say. Don't don't look up that one. Don't look up that. Hey, one, what's this link? That is the that, that is, is the module. that is the session. Well, What's what's this suspicious looking don't, link? Hmm. Don't do it. I don't know why Clip. it's not copying. Oh yet. wow, Volpez is really the dragon. Wow. There we go. There we go. Um, it turns into a platinum sort of ring with set with a blue sapphire, and he says, "Um, oh yes, a ring of free action. It will help keep you from being restrained by different sort of magical effects. 
uh, keep you from being paralyzed. Very useful in the face of something that would harm you. Cool. Also, difficult terrain doesn't cost you extra movement. Super, super useful. That's true. Yes, it is. I uh, I look at it with like, oh, I thought it was just a ring. As I was getting ready to pluck out the diamond, hopefully worth uh, over 300. Sapphire. Oh, whatever. I'm just fucking. Uh, I look at it and like I, I kind of like class to it. Just like it's beautiful. Thank you. <clears throat> You're welcome. Use it well. I'm sure you will. Saving the lives is a noble task. I mean, hypothetically, if I don't use it, it means I lived a good life. But I mean, you know, each his own, right? Hmm. Who is next? What else is on the table? Armor, potion, rod, scroll, staff, wand, weapon, and question mark. Well, the question mark was taken by uh, Vol, wasn't it? Did Vol pick Not it yet. up yet, or did he Not just yet. claim it? And yeah, there we go. We okay. Magdor, I suppose... See, I might be a little bit upset, but I also won't be. If you were to, like, be dexterous enough to snatch it up without me being able to stop you. I just you know, don't know so anything a... else I need. We must be of great... Great, come from a place of great wealth if you need nothing. At the very least, great, great peace. And that is good. Hmm. I Do take... you need nothing, Magdor? Can I take right, the Magdor. gem? What, what, Magdor? <laughs> Magdor asks if he could take the gem. The gem? The one well, in the middle of the table in the much indent. aside from make it so that you can talk to me every once in a while. And other people that come here would not be able to access the, you know, the rewards for the quest. Alright, Magdor, pull it. Unless the you gem? need nothing. Take the gem, toss that out all the window. No one here to give you dire consequences for taking all the cards. Don't do that, by the way, please. <laughs> um, Magdor is going to look at Vol. Say, uh, no, you you take the question mark. We'll decide what I pick after. I don't need any of these cards, but maybe something could help one of you too. All right, and Vol is going to pick up the mystery card, the community chest card. Mystery card. Alright, so Mystery I need you card. to roll a D100. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I oh rolled boy. a 33. 33? Okay. Staff of the Magi. <laughs> if, if you somehow get a Staff of Magi, I would encourage you to take at least one level in Wizard. Just saying. <laughs> Like, I would fully... That'd be hilarious. Ah, shit. Uh, cool. Vorpal. You... Let me see if I can get this to go there. I think that's the right one. 
Nope. Why is it not letting me copy? <laughs> you got these? a That's ring so, too. <laughs> it's so annoying. It won't let me copy them unless I open them in a new tab. All right. This one should be right. Okay. Yeah. You uh you pull the card and it coalesces into what looks like a a, a knight, but it's metallic in nature. It looks like it's probably made of some sort of like adamantine or mithril, maybe maybe platinum. With a yeah, a little miniature tower. Um, and he says, oh, Dan's instant fortress. Very useful. How so? Can we... Oh. If you were to um, hold it and speak its command words, uh, which uh, he knows and he will tell you, um, this would turn into a, uh, a square tower 20 feet in height. Uh, sorry, 20 feet on each side, 30 feet tall. Uh, arrow slits running its side and a battlement on top. Its interior divided into two floors. There's a ladder and a trapdoor leading to the roof. Uh, also, um, the door only opens at your command um, and cannot be entered by any means, even if somebody attempts to use a knock spell or a chime of opening. Um... Also, since it is made of adamantine, it is uh, the magic within it makes it immune from being tipped over. As also, um, it uh, aside from siege weapons uh, and non, you know, mad and magical weapons, it cannot be damaged. But repairing it against those weapons will take um, a significant amount of uh, magical energy to fix. Most likely a wish spell, or something of the like. Right. But, like um, I said, it's hard to damage. Eh? Mmm. Sure. Um, well, do you want to try it right here? Just put it on the floor and see what happens? Oh, please do not do that inside. I don't... Yeah, I don't think that'd be advised. <laughs> that would be bad for my tower. This 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 might come in handy against Cryovane. You throw it at Cryovane. He turns into a fortress. No, we build the fortress on ourselves. Hmm. becomes a fortress. He gets trapped inside, like he's melted, like his stuck head stuck out of the door. His wings are sticking out from like different walls and shit. Like, oh, what is this? How big is that? Before it turns into the fortress. Size of a castle pawn from a chess right. set. Let's kill a moose, put it in there, have Cryovane eat it, me? and then activate it. Like, activate it to turn it big, or activate it to turn it small again? Activate it to turn it big, after Cryovane's eating it. So, activate it from within Cryovane, and cause him to implode from with I like it. <laughs> I like it. Anyway. That is now the plan. <laughs> I guess the only thing you might run into is whether or not the magical... magic is able to be activated from so far outside, as it needs to, very similar to a creature, be able to hear the command word. I'll go in with it. But, interesting. <laughs> You're gonna jump I inside? I over here. You're gonna jump inside? And... Glenn what makes a will note. you be choosing, Master Dwarf? 
Do you still need nothing? Magdor's going to look at Nox and Vol and say, If you guys want me to choose something for you, I will. Otherwise, I'll take you- the experience for what I have. Do you want the ring, Magdor? No. The ring is yours. And I'm going to look at him and say, I think for now, I'll pass. I mean, uh, you, you could just pull a weapon. You might get a weapon better than what you have right now. Because you already you have this fancy new armor. And I'm, knock on. And I'm greedy. <laughs> Hector's going to look at him and say, Guys, I'm playing the long game. I, I, I don't think that's going to work here. I, I'm not sure about this one. Hmm. How do you identify yourself, Master Dwarf, in what you do? Uh, I'm a... That's an interesting question for Magdor. Um, as well, I guess I have a deity, so I'm a cleric, but I also can improve weapons. Hmm. 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 Interesting. So would you say that your primary focus in this life is to learn how to better gain a grasp on the magic of your god? Yes. To, for more than. Well, how would you like you who need nothing? A little something that still might help. I won't say no. Jack of many things <laughs> incoming. Hope you wouldn't. Come. And he like literally gestures to you to come closer to his like figure. His little blue figure on the table. Aren't I on the edge of the table? Yeah, you're really close, but he wants you to stand like really close to him. He puts I his get hands as close out. as I can and I like lean in. And he puts his hands on the sides of your face. They're little, you know, like the size of like two fingers, just like right there on the side of your face. And he puts his forehead, like, right against the middle of your brow. And he says, You who worship Moradin and need for nothing, but want to learn to master and come closer to the magic of your god. Hmm. You will feel the magic of your god, and your connection to him, as he pulls away, is now stronger. And mechanically, what that means for you is that any time you cast a leveled spell, it is counted as one level higher than you expend a spell slot for. Boon of Spell Mastery. Oh. That's so. 
You want to trade, yeah. Megador? <laughs> uh, now, for ninth level, for ninth level, it just stays ninth level if you ever get to ninth level spells. But for everything else, first level counts as second, second level counts as third, that stuff. He says, for you who nice. need nothing, you gain a greater connection to what makes you, you. Thank you. Magdor just kind of stays there for a second. Doesn't really know how to react. You do uh, feel more powerful. Like, palpably more powerful. Like, magic within you is greater. Kind of like your bandwidth is more. But you were on dial-up, and now you're like, you got the lowest level of, you know, more modern Three megs per second. Yeah, I get it. Um, Magdor is going to look at Volanox and he says, well, this can only help us. You look a little bit stronger. Did you do some training? I was in a time chamber. Oh, yeah. Uh, Volpez, what the fuck happened to Magdor when he went into the void? He won't tell me. Much like you, when you, um, Answered incorrectly to the dragon, you just cease to be for a moment. Oh, okay. It was nice knowing <laughs> you. Uh, by, by the way, what happened to Vol's uncle? He ceases to be. Uh, Nox stops eyeing the second card and goes, okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> don't follow the rules. The rules are there for a reason sometimes. Oh, well, I mean, some. All right, so Magdor, you're more holy. Nox, you got a ring. I'm more uncontrollable. And I have a oh, fortress. God. We, we should be okay now. I think. Sorry, I apologize for that. Um, as, uh, he finishes with that, I don't know if you guys said anything else, I had to step away for a second, um, he says, and now, you would like to return, yes? Uh, Preferably. Ideally. Mag yeah. I will let yeah. you ask one question. As a group, decide a question to ask me. I do know a decent a bit about things, as my spirit has been wandering the Aetherverse for a while now. If you have a question that I can answer, then I will, before sending you away. I'm gonna pull them into a huddle. <clears throat> Vol is on his knees in a huddle. <laughs> what if we ask him, how do we trick him to get the rest of the cards? I... Backdoor, oh, I don't uh, think that I think we just cease to be. It wasn't that Backdoor. bad. Excuse me. Uh, yes, it was bad. People got sad, Magdor, when you disappeared. Somebody get sad for me. I got sad for you. I knew he'd be back. I don't know why he got sad. They got sad for you. Not sad for me. Buxton, yeah. You hear them crying. No. 
I did not cry. I teared up. But I sucked those tears back right into my eyeballs. Nox was crying. I was crying. Magdor is I... going to look at Nox and say, I'm sorry. Uh, should we ask about a piece of your Staff of the Magi? Your Staff of the Arch Magi. Magdor, that Staff of the Magi is a powerful weapon, a tool that can change the world as we know it, but it's just that. It's a tool. If we're going to look for something, we should, probably should find something that makes us better as people. I mean, this is the kind of place that you'd want to better yourself in a different way, you know? Listen, um, the two of you have accompanied me on this journey to my home and helped me. I was just along for the ride for whatever we were about to do for you, Magdor, so I, I think either of you should decide what you want to ask of him, because I have nothing I'm looking for. I don't need to look for a way to defeat Cryovane. We either try or we die. It's like we have... It's a pretty simple path, I think at least. This is how we've always done it. In terms of information for what we're looking for, there's nothing I'm looking for. The two of you have things you're looking for. Nox shifts uneasily when you say that. Magdor's gonna look over at Nox. Say, uh, since I got this blessing instead of a card, you should get something ambiguous too. Uh, it should be your question to ask. If you want to ask how you could get someone to love you, that's for you. But I think it oh, should I be Maybe I don't need. Maybe you could give you pointers for Algira. That's what I was insinuating at, but I didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> In, like uh, <laughs> Nox is getting ready to like argue, but then when you say Algira, it's like, hmm. listen, you have that staff that you're looking for. I'm sure you have other things you're looking for. I don't know. Um, this is like a slightly metagaming insinuating thing that probably Vol wouldn't say, but I feel like somebody else made a request of you to find something that would probably benefit them, your patron. Vol did not say that. Metagaming. <laughs> metagaming. Um, you have the staff to look for, and I don't know. You wanted to look for your parents, you could. Maybe he'd be able to help. Uh, that's what I was, as the player was thinking, uh, like, uh, try to find a location or something, but. And then, <clears throat> with that side, like, I'd like to assume that Nog said that Vol's gonna stand up and say, um, this is your question. And Vol's gonna kind of, like, walk away, still within earshot, still, like, paying attention, but just giving some space. And Magdor's going to stand up and walk towards Vol, or walk with Vol. And as he's walking, he's going to say, You know, I never actually got a card. This is true. If he still wanted to pick up a card, I... Well, well, we were talking about rewards. He said we couldn't take more than one reward. So I, I think uh, if he were to pick up a card, that would be dangerous. And that's where our conversation ends. <laughs> Nox is on the floor. Volpez, what questions do you think you'd be capable of answering? If you didn't have the answer to it, would our question be over? 
I will respond if I can. If I cannot, you may ask a new one. Is there anybody that could be possibly tugging at my ear right now that's supernatural before I continue? Nope. Okay. You feel that you feel no eyes on you, very similar to when you were in Greppa's hut. I don't really uh, Wendy too. I I, I I one is gonna be uh, ask if uh, where my parents are. Why he would know that's beyond me, but who knows? Uh, two will be uh, the tiefling that supposedly had a hand in crafting these weapons we're looking for. I rolled a two. We are looking. Well, I'm looking for a tiefling that crafted these powerful elemental weapons in this area. And uh, I, d I don't know what information to relay that I would know already, or Nox would know, but I would do that to this person, to um, uh, Volbez. Yeah, I mean, yes. if I, I, I... Like, I stayed within earshot, that was the plan, but upon hearing that, Vol would kind of pull out the dagger and twirl it around and, like, show it off. Yeah. Oh, you're going to show the dagger? Yeah. Um, hearing that. I mean, Vol has no idea that he's on a mission to do that, but Nox is talking about the elemental weapons. Um, and Vol knows. Brandon knows. Brandon's told him that it was made by the soul of the elemental princes or whatever. So Vol would probably step up and show off the dagger. Okay. Give me one second. Okay. Let's see. We watch as the ghost disappears. Oh no, I asked the wrong question. He 404 blue screened. You chose. Holy. Holy. Asking for a friend, LR, did I choose poorly? I don't know. I mean, I let the, I let the dice decide, so it's like, I figured uh, hopefully this will benefit us in some way, because maybe it'll give us some good backstory into your weapon too. I mean, it's one of those things at that point where it's like you roll, and then the moment you roll, you know exactly which one you want before you even see the result. Uh, but then, if you I, if you're truly stuck, then you just go with whatever. See, the part that sucks is uh, player me. I could give two shits about my parents, uh, but character me probably has that dark thought in the back of the head where it's kind of like when you're if you're adopted, but and you're happy with your family. Happy's right. a loose term here, but you still want to know about your uh, biological parents kind of thing. Since I can't relate that, though, I guess uh, my emotions don't portray it as well. Right. It's a falling on my part as a character. <laughs> and so yeah, I mean, I'm trying you... to make sure that I get this uh, fully right for you guys. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, yeah, the only reason I... I... Brandon, I don't know why you wanted to go for the mystery card, but, like, I'm kind of okay with where my weapons are at right now for the moment. Um, yeah. And I figured that I'd probably... I don't know what Glenn's got planned for us, but me leaving the village with maybe a slightly better weapon is likely. So, um, and also with all my different buffs, I don't really need a better weapon. 
Like if right. I stack, if I hit them with Hunter's Mark, and when I get Rune Knight officially, and if I use my feature uh, Giant Smite, I can do with the sing- swing of sword. And if it hits Hunter's Mark, which is a one d six, Colossus Slayer, which is a one d eight, and Giant Might gives me a one d six on top yeah. of my normal thing. I was uh, gonna go for the. S- go ahead, Brandon. No, no, you're good. Well, I was going to say I was going to go for the staff in hopes that maybe it turns into a fragment just to continue the quest. Right. But s- since they couldn't provide the information, I didn't want to have a second staff just for funsies because fun as it is in my head to have two staffs, one in each hand, uh, just seems overkill. I mean, I look yeah, like I mean, a fucking you already, skier. You already have a staff of power. Like Beyond that, what else is stronger? It just comes down to personal preference. Like on paper, like, like maybe, staff of the power is just one leg below staff of the magi, right? Right, like, the only other thing I could think of is, like, a staff of healing or something like that. Right, yeah. Which, you um, know, right that direction. Magdor's thought was there was no, like, toy or gadget option, so it had to be the question mark. Right, right. So that that's makes why sense. he wanted yeah. that one. Because he doesn't well, need any weapons or it. armor. He didn't want one-use or multi-use items like a wand or a potion or a scroll. You know, right. he wanted something that he could use. Multiple times, the rod and the staff just weren't for him, so right. it was yeah. going to be the, the ring or the question mark. I guess it worked out this way, because with the the instant fortress, it's it's not based on attunement, you just need the command word. So, like, any of us could use it, and we could use it in battle pretty effectively. Um, yeah. Because when uh, when you pop it, and people are in the area that it pops up in, uh, they have, they're forcefully pushed out of the way. And they'll take 10d10... Uh, bludgeoning damage um, oh. half of that on a dexterity save DC 15 oh that's a lot of yeah. damage that's a lot yeah. of damage that's a lot of damage so regardless either one of us could use it and Glenn I think you're ready yes um, so tell me how you phrased the question specifically uh, we are looking to find uh, the person the tiefling I believe that's what uh, we were told, or at least I believe uh, the Raven Queen told me that. The tiefling that helped forge the uh, elemental weapon, or the weapons of the elemental princes or something like that. And this is how you phrase it out loud in character to him? Sure, yes. Cool. I just want to, I wanted to hear exactly how you asked the question. Um, uh I could lawyer myself into saying it like in a specific cool way, but I'll just keep it simple. I just didn't I know if you wanted Glenn. to say the Raven Queen. I know they know about her, but I didn't know how pointed you wanted to be. Um, you ask, and he says, hmm. It was thought that it could have been a tiefling, but they would be mistaken. I know the name of the person who did this. The location? Not so much, but I can tell you where he forged them. It is a dangerous place full of elemental magic called the Fane of the Eye in the Deserin Valley. And his name was Viserin Devere. Would you mind typing that one out for me? Because there's no way in hell I'm going to be able to type that. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> uh, and he says, he was, in fact, a drow. A drow, and huh? And is 
As far as I know, he still exists somewhere, a powerful mage in his own right. Say Fane of the Eye. Fane of the Eye. We know a drow. <laughs> now, I'll... You know what? I no, will say I'm not even going to go in this direction. serves a deity that... does not wish for any sort of natural order. No peace, no calm, no scheming, just destruction. When the princes of the apocalypse were meant to come into this world, and it was pushed away years ago, the only purpose of it was to spread chaos and hurt people. It has no mind. There is no other goal. People try to give it a machination that makes it more insidious and controlling, but it is just that. Destruction. Chaos. Vizirendivir may not be one of sound mind after being exposed to the Elder Elemental Eye for so long. So if you do come upon him, please, be careful. Understood. Thank you. Those oh, dagger's not exactly you... the nicest, then. then. Oh, no, it's beautiful dagger. Don't get me wrong, he was a wonderful craftsman. But he was led to create those things. Well, I mean, Hi. under the, the, the... More so the energy that the dagger was made to contain. Yes, that dagger is incomplete, though, if I am correct. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, Cryovane stole the gem that completes this. Mm. Be wary. If you do complete the dagger, it may be powerful, but it may also affect you. That <laughs> energy does not stay contained, and it affects those around it in a way that is consistent with the energy the, the energy of the nature of that prince. Right. Um, I was told... Do you wish to go home now? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's I was just told that once complete, the dagger would allow me to bring my mother back to life. Oh, it can, but you will dismiss the energy within, which may oh? be better in the long run. Wait... So you're, you're saying if I were to use it to bring my mother to life, this would turn into a It would a have to be dagger? used by a cleric because it, it lets you use the spell uh, True Resurrection one time, and then it dismisses the energy of within. Man, if only we Sending knew Sending it back cleric. to the elemental planes. Uh, do we have a cleric? I heal weapons. Wait, but can mm. I use weapons to heal? Have you never beaten somebody into healing. full health? <laughs> I think my power to do that. That would have been an acceptable weapon for me to get. A Warhammer <laughs> of healing. It's fucking smack full. Um, Ten health. This, this is something I didn't know. Um, thank you for the information. Welcome. Also know that if you do complete the gem with the... With uh, 
within the dagger itself, it may make someone who is connected to that energy aware of your presence. Understood. Just be cautious. These are powerful things you're meddling with. Seems like it, isn't it? Can I That's ask our you forte at this point. A true fault in all of civilized nature is that good folks would do nothing. So if you continue to try to help, there's a good chance you're going to get m mixed in with this sort of thing. I'm, I Can miss I escort missions. Can I ask you one more they question? Can we do this again? You can only come into the tower once. After this, you will come in and it will look to be a husk. My room will look to be empty, decrepit. My body, bones. The magic will not work for you a second time. Okay, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we're ready to leave. Do we All just right, walk back down? Stand on that circle. Oh, okay. No, more Untrue magic, rose. of course. <laughs> yeah, stand on the circle. You can't go back down through the illusions. Come now. I mean, if, 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 the, if it goes one way, we can just go down. That tree thing. Wait. Do you see an exit? And he points back where you came up. And there's nothing there. It's just wooden floor. Wait, is huh. that tree thing not real then? I, I, I saved a creature that didn't exist. It exists in some capacity. Is this going to be like my ride through the ethereal? No, this will be much nicer. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh thank you, Volpez. Welcome. Be well and be a light in the world, a beacon of hope for those who have none. And then Vol is going to try to do because he's been very nice. Vol's going to try to do the no, you know what? I I want to say Vol's going to try to do the peace be like the live long and prosper hand sign that he saw Knox do, but he's going to do it wrong <laughs> and he's going to do like like the rock on sign. Rock on. But then Knox was behind him so he wouldn't have noticed. But I'm just going to like he's going to be like, "Yes, peace be with you." And he says, "And with your spirit, friend." And he puts his hand down and moves it around as if he's kind of moving water. Um, and the circle underneath you begins to glow bluish. And then uh, all of a sudden, um, in an instant, in a blink of an eye, you are at the entrance to the tower. The Neverwinter. Again, outside. Oh. Um, and it looks like underneath the snow, right out front, there was uh, like what looks like some sort of teleportation that you couldn't see. But now that you've poofed into there, it's like kind of like pushed all the snow away and you can see it clearly. I can Back see door. clearly now the snow is gone. Dragor is <laughs> going Not to look gone. through a window. Decrepit, yucky. You pull aside one of the shutters and it's just like an old building that, you know, looks like it might fall apart in the next few years. Come, Magdor. Nox, we have to go level up. <laughs> so take some time to do that real quick. If you guys already have it, level up real quick. As you've completed the trial of uh, the Tower of Five Trials. Tower of Five Tests. Tower, Tower of Five Tests. Tower of Five Tests, written by R.M. Jansen Parks. Thank you so much for that. 
Uh, we appreciate uh, this. This is great writing. I edited a lot of stuff, but just to make it work for us. Uh, so thank you for that. Our How much experience like, uh, did that get? Hmm? How much experience did we get? Enough to level to the next one exactly. <laughs> we need well, a number plan. One. I don't know numbers. I don't know we the have, exact numbers between the levels. We have 34,000. <laughs> so what do you say? Like 8,000. You trying to hurt Glenn? What's going on here? Huh? I'm hoping you say like 8,000 and put us 2,000 towards the next level or something. Uh-huh. You did it. You're level 8 now, right? Yes. Yes, we are. And I rolled Swag. a 3 on my head die. Swag. That's disappointing. take the average. Remember, if you is... choose to roll and you roll a 1 or a 2, you get to re-roll. I and rolled a 3. Then. I know. <laughs> That's, I've been that's taking sad. average because I don't trust anything. We should roll physical dice instead of using a dice roller. Yeah. Okay. Extra my seven dudes. to my health. I'm taking a feat yeah. for my level eight rather than an ability score improvement. Why oh. are you mechanically taking a level a feat? Uh, I'm not taking it yet. Okay. Cool. I'm taking it the next time I see somebody. <laughs> the next time you... Well, I mean, there's two people around you right now. No, well, you mean somebody a specific. specific somebody. <laughs> okay. Glenn, Glenn knows. <laughs> Glenn knows around? who it is. Oh, full. I understand now. Magic. <laughs> I understand so many things. You were there this whole time. <laughs> wow. Um, Cool. Yeah, I have all of my uh, level yeah. three and fighter things for a total of level eight. I get five ranger, three fighter. Level. Sorry, five ranger, three fighter, right? Right now, yes. And uh, uh, we talked about something, and I just haven't decided like the split yet because I might just be like six fighter and six ranger. I don't know yet, and see. we'll see what the rest of Play the eight is. Yeah, once you've multi-classed and you've got the narrative reason to be able to do it, you can continue to gain levels and then without, you can just choose which one, each level you want it to be. Okay. Because that could just be you studying or learning or growing through fighting or combat, you know, like at that point, it's just up to you to choose to utilize those spells. And if you're right. using those things in combat and social stuff, yeah, level whatever you want, so. Uh, I can learn a new level three spell. I haven't decided on that. I don't want to pick that just out of the blue. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to do that part later. Cool. Okay. Uh, just because, like I said, I wanted to focus on getting something for cleric side, you know, healing or whatnot. So uh, I don't want to jump on that because sorcerers are really fucking finicky on uh, how much you get to learn and all that. So yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So you guys are at the base of the tower, standing outside in the cold. Cool mountain wind whipping around you. What uh, what time of day is it? I feel like it's still um, fairly early in the day, like still maybe like yeah. early afternoon. Yeah, it's not super late. Oh, right. no, no, I said it took you like three or four hours to trek up here. Um, ooh, interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's like three or four in the afternoon. We'll say. 
can I subtly do my disguise self ability as a changeling to make myself look thirty years older for a second? Yeah, make a make a self check. Sure. A six. It's obvious to both of them that you are changing your appearance. <laughs> I just go, but you can do it. The, the tower is taking my age. I've gotten older. I don't know why I sound like I'm 80. I only wanted to make myself sound like I'm in my 50s. Midlife crisis. <laughs> um, would I believe that? Can I insight that? You saw him do it to himself. You've seen him change oh, okay. form saw, a lot. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, then Vol doesn't do I anything. Mean, he, I feel like it would be a deception at that point, but hey. You know what? Screw it. You're right. Uh, I just want to do a goof. I just want to do a goof. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, Nox starts doing that and starts yeah, exclaiming, and then Vol just kind of turns around and says, Alright, so, should we just head back? Because I, I, I think we're all... Yes. I think we're all good with the cold now. We could probably forge our way past and through the night, and we can all see in the dark now. Uh, we should be back at the village in a couple of hours. Wait, all three of us can? Yes, uh, Magdor's always been able to see in the dark, haven't you? And... Low light, aye. And you've got whatever's going on with those. I've no idea what's even happening with you anymore, but I figured you have... That's why you gave me the goggles. Uh, like these. I, I don't... Then I hold them up. Like, I figured... It, you didn't say what happened, but you gave these to me, and I figured you'd be able to see in the dark, too. Maybe. I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> okay, and I've got these goggles, okay. and I sh it should be fine, so let's go. Nox continues with the bowl, the okay. same okay. for the purposes. Alright, so you make your way back. All right. Uh, the way back down is a little easier, because you're going downhill. Um, so it only takes about two and a half hours to get back, whereas it took about three and a half, four to get up. Um, but by the time you arrive, uh, get, or close, get closer, you can kind of, you're about 30 minutes away, um, and you get to the village. I need, oh, here we go. This is when we need you to roll something. Um, I need somebody to roll me a D100, please. I want to. Do it. Don't, don't you? I rolled a 40. 40? What a nice, 40. even number. Yeah, it Better is. than the one out of wow. 100 I rolled last week. Huh. Oh, I guess I have to do this. Curiosity right. hasn't stopped any of us yet, has it? <laughs> Uh, unlimited power. Unlimited magical power. All right. And so I need a motherboard. Sure she's the right thing here. Um, awesome. That'll work. Um, you arrive in the village to a a bit of a chaotic scene 
Um, what you see when you get there is the Greppa is holding and stroking a shivering, terrified Twilight. Um, and Twilight has blood on them, and they're cleaning Twilight off. Uh, and if I, do I remember, can Twilight speak? Uh, no, no, it can no. Uh, communicate telepathically and communicate like emotions or images. But it can understand uh, draconic and common, I believe. Yeah. About to get a hell of a mental picture picture from this poor thing. Um. Yeah. So you, what do you do? Um. I'm fucking speed walk, power walking all the way to Twilight. Uh, you come up to Greppa holding Twilight, and Twilight jumps out of her hands and onto you, and just latches and sticks his head, like wraps his head around you, and immediately begins to send images into your head. Um, visually, bef- before that, uh, does Vol notice what's wrong? Or he just seems to be go- very, very scared. Okay. Let's, uh... Um, as the images that come into your head are... Images and emotions? Um... He's scared and worried that Vox might die. And the images that come into your head are them hunting. And they were hunting something. He was just chilling on his back. And what you see is kind of like snapshots of him hunting and he jumps out after something only to realize that there is a herd of mammoth who had babies and were going to protect it. And one of them gored Vox and left him bleeding and dying in the snow. Um... But it seems as though it happened recently because he's still very shaken up. Yeah. Um. Nox, backdoor to you. Me? Guys up for a a little moonlight jog? Uh, what happened? Fox is injured. Um. You see Magdor take out both of his hammers. I don't think we need to fight anybody, but we need to get to him quick. Um, Alright, Twilight. I know you're scared, but could you take us there? He takes a deep breath in. (laughs) And you see him calm down a bit. Obviously, he's portraying the emotion of, like, courage in the face of fear. He wants to help his friend. Vox, because Vox didn't eat him when he could have. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes um, for a pseudo dragon. You are now and he nods at you, and uh, starts to fly in a direction. Looks like it's slightly like south, like south east. So the op- almost the opposite direction of where you were, right? Where you were when you were in the mountains instead of west. Um, um, Magdor books after him, dashes. Okay. Um, what was I, I completely blank? I, I'm gonna look at Greppa and say, uh, "Could you please let Father know we're back?" But we're gonna go deal with this. Um, it appears the wolf was uh, attacked by some mammoths, and then 
Fold's not going to say anything more and also take off, putting on his goggles of night as he goes. She just smiles quietly and gives you a nod as you leave. And Nox just kind of gives a tip of uh, the, the staff and gives a mean-ass whistle to uh, some uh, Craven. Okay. Yep. Craven comes. There you are, you fucking pussy. As you fly. Or it fly, flies near you as you <laughs> run. Um. So, yeah. Uh, go ahead. You don't have to track anything because... Uh, Twilight remembers where Vox was. Or is. I don't know. And then <laughs> you run through the forest. And um, you get to the spot. A spot in the snow that is indented. And there's there it looks like a trail of blood. Where Vox had gone to lay down. And try and get through this. And there's a bunch of blood staining the snow. And it looks like there was some sort of struggle and something pulled him off in a direction. Can we uh, see which direction? Mm-hmm. Magdor turns and runs. Uh, we're following. There is a large cavern that the trail Magdor of blood leads in. into. Um, <laughs> Just charge in? As Magdor runs uh, in, I'm going to call uh, Twilight to me and say, all right. I'm going to tap uh, Magdor's... Uh, no, all of us have dark vision now. I was gonna cast a light on the armor that way we can see easily where Magdor is. Gonna do that? Are you okay with that, Magdor? Uh, I I'm willing, but you have to catch me. I mean, he was with you, so yeah. if you charge off, he can feasibly touch you as you run off. I'm just gonna—it's like a, a butt pat, but yeah. or a back pat. Okay. Bite. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so Magdar just charges off. Do you follow as he charges off with his new brightly lit armor? As the darkness is completely overtaking the land, it is completely dark. Meanwhile, yes. don't forget, I'm also silent. Oh yeah, super silent. Aside from the fact that your armor is glowing brightly, um, <laughs> uh, you can shout <laughs> that. That might give you disadvantage on stealth. <laughs> um, you, you make just your way, Magdor. You make. Your way straight into the cavern, and uh, charging in, you you see the trail of blood lead towards um, a body, which from this distance it's kind of hard to tell whether or not there is a breathe, whether or not he's breathing. Magdor's going to run to the body. He doesn't. You don't. He doesn't see anybody else in the cave, right? I mean, you. You, uh, yeah, with the light and the dim light, uh, you don't see anything. But what you do notice is that this cavern has several, um, look like they, like, in the ground and out of the back and different exits that look like burrows. Magdor's gonna run. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Focus is on you. Oh, as you say, Magdor's gonna run up to Box and check to see if he's still breathing. Ever so shallow breath still lives in his lungs. Uh, Magdor is going to do. Take too long. Damn it. Uh, he's going to do healing word. No, cure wounds. Sorry. Cure wounds? Okay. At level two for free. 
Awesome. Go ahead and uh, tell me how many hit points he regains. He got back 15. 15 hit points. All right, I want you to keep track of this. He is at 16. He was on the paperback store. Um, and as uh, what are you all doing as he is charged in and gone straight to the side of his uh, wolf friend? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, Nox would not be stealthy. Just like they're not shouting or anything, but they're just, you know, walking fast, if not flat out running. Uh, they are looking around frantically trying to see what the hell did this thing. Okay, as go they, ahead and make uh, a perception check, please. Probably not the person that should be doing this, but you know what? Fuck it. I got a solid 12. Nice. Okay. And, uh, Vol, what are you doing, too? Because you guys kind of were kind of equidistantly kind of coming in behind him here. Um, Vol would have uh, just held up for just a quick second to make sure that Twilight would come back to him and was in a like, safe position, uh, like safe place on his person um, before mm-hmm. going in with... Uh, He'd go in with uh, swords drawn, uh, so okay. he'd be falling probably just a little bit behind Knox at that point, uh, keeping okay. alert. Alert? Okay. Yeah. Um, do, we'll just take your passive then, I think, because you're just kind of actively looking around. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll passively kind of keeping an eye out for enemies, we'll say that. So you had a 21, right? Passive? Yes. All right. Uh, both of you. Uh, Magdor, I don't think because of your focus on the spell and the sake of your wolf friend that you'd be able to make a perception or that passive would really work um, right now. But both of the other, your other compatriots feel a slight rumble in the earth as um, now you would notice this, but you didn't feel the slight rumble as breaking out of the wall about 30 feet to your left is a creature that you don't really want to see. Um... Looks like that. It is a huge monstrosity uh, that Vol you'd be familiar with as a Rimmer Haze. A giant ice sort of centipede with heat born within its body, which is how it lives in the cold landscapes, and everybody needs to roll initiative. Oh shit. Oh shit. Just call him up <laughs> when you get it. Four. Four for Magnor. I got a nine. Okay. Uh, I rolled an eight. Okay. Well, it goes first. I did not roll well, but well, better than you guys. <laughs> yep. Um, and seeing the one creature who was not really uh, aware of its presence, you don't have the surprised condition, but you are prone. So, because you were kneeling down doing the spell, we'll yeah. say the hit points went off. Um, but it is going to go and try and attack you. Um, what is your armor class, please? 17. Oh, wait. Yeah, 17. I, I had to think about it with the new armor change. I hit you. <laughs> you hit us, huh? If it oh, was yeah. 18, would you have hit me? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't matter then. 
I'll have to look after this. I rolled this a 24 to hit. Okay. Um. Quick question uh, you take before you tell me damage. Okay. Uh, how long did that temporary hit points last? Till you're not long, long rest. rest, so you still have them. Okay. Yeah. Um, you take forty piercing damage and ten fire damage, and you are grap are restrained as uh, it is it five held fire you in its damage. Mouth. Yeah. Hey, so, so it's forty yeah. and what? So forty-five total. Yeah. After your resistance, and you are restrained, which means your speed is zero, and you can't benefit from bonuses to speed. Also, attack rolls against you have advantage, and your attack rolls have disadvantage, and you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. The one upside is that in order to keep this restraining thing up, it has to hold you in its mouth, so it can't make other bite attacks while you're in its mouth. Um, yeah. As it pulls you up, and then it looks like it's gonna like throw you back and try and swallow you on its next movement. Jesus! That is the end of its turn. Vol, uh, oh you're up with Nox on deck. All right, Vol um, is. Am I within hitting range? Like, can I use my full movement yeah, to get up to you? Can, okay. You can get up there to hit him if you want to get in melee range. Yeah. Vol's um, gonna charge in, um, shouting that. We need to run. But seeing that Magdor is grappled and about to be ingested, um, he is. I'm going to. I am going to burn everything. Well, as much as I can burn everything. So first, I'm going to use my bonus action to use my new, f my fun new features, because I can't use my runes yet because I didn't take a long rest. You um, also know, and this is something you know because this is a creature of the north. Cold and fire damage do not affect this thing. Okay. Um, I don't know that. So fireball next turn. Let's got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to. It's it's unfortunate. No long rest, so I couldn't use my runes. But uh, I'm gonna use my bonus action to cast giant might. Um, okay. Get bigger. Which will make Just me bigger, swole. and my weapons will do more damage uh, for one minute. Um, and okay. let's see. Uh, just want to make sure that I'm doing this right and I'm not breaking my action economy. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to swing twice for now. Um, first one coming in with my short sword. Does a 22 hit? Yep. Okay. Um, does a 12 um, hit? After you, after you hit, you take 8 fire damage as the heat of the Rimmer Haze physically hurts you. Jesus. Um, tight. Okay. Um, does a 12 hit? <laughs> 12 does not hit. Okay. Um, Luckily enough, you don't take the fire damage when you miss. <laughs> so, including my giant might, that first strikes a total of nine. Nine? Yeah. Nine, nine, nine. Okay. And then, um, just gonna yell, we, we can't fight this. We need to get out of here. And that's gonna be it. For me. Okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. How right. much did you say? Did you say nine damage? I took. Uh, eight. Eight, eight yeah. fire damage. Sorry, I forgot. And it to, is uh, Nox's turn. Then Magdor. Uh oh. Uh, is it my turn now? Then officially, like, did you end your stuff? Yes, I'm. I'm done. I used up everything. Okay. 
I hear you saying we cannot fight this, and uh, I go from offense mode to, okay, full defense mode. Uh, I am going to... How far away do you say I am from this creature, Glenn? Um, same distance that he was, so maybe 20, 30 feet. Okay. Uh, I am going to do an act of desperation, and I'm going to use my staff of power to uh, cast uh, Hold Monster. Okay. Uh, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw DC 15. DC 15 wisdom saving throw. Please tell me this thing is not wise. It got a seven, so it stops moving. Also means it's it's locked so Magdor can't get out of his mouth. That's how that works? I mean, if you imagine freezing something with something in his mouth, you can't open his mouth. He could try on his turn to get out and force the creature's mouth open, but it can't choose to open its mouth. That's all. Hmm. Still an option to get out. It's just going to have to take a full action for Magdor to do so. Okay. Uh, I guess the freeze in a place and I go, did I do okay? <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Uh, uh, also, and- since it's paralyzed, any attack that hits it within five feet is a critical hit. That how paralyzed works? Jesus. Yep. Any attack that hits a creature that is paralyzed within five feet is a critical hit. This is what happened with the were tiger. You held mm-hmm. him and then I was able to fuck him up. Wreck his face, yeah. I wouldn't do it from okay. behind him, I'd only go in front of him and attack him because that's scummy. <laughs> uh just in case as a bonus action, uh, I am going to Hexblade curse this fucker. Uh, I'm going to take my spectral dagger, or spectral form of the dagger, and have it just go somewhere right into its, uh, its scales, uh, arthropod, whatever you want to call it. Chitin, yeah. sure. Just to shank it, and, uh, I am gonna start pounding some distance between me and the creature. I'm gonna okay. run 30 feet. Okay, so you're, we'll say you're 50 feet away. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. Okay, 50 feet away, cursed and frozen. You've gotten away. Good turn, Magdor, you're up. Oh, sorry, not Magdor, Vox. Vox, seeing you get picked up, charges at the Remmer Haze and attacks. Trying Uh-oh. to protect you. But he has advantage because he paralyzed. Um, what is the uh, the features with the uh, hold monster when it takes damage? Oh, at the end of its turn. At the end of its turn, yeah. Uh, He hits it and automatically crits against it because paralyzing, which is super dope. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I don't know if I've ever done that. 18. I was four off of maximum on 4d6. Uh... So that's 18 plus 2, 20, 26 piercing damage. And fun part, the Remmer Haze automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. It has to make a strength saving throw when it gets attacked by a direwolf or be knocked prone. So (laughs) your wolf comes up with the fire of the gods himself and jumps up and grabs it by the throat. Granted, it is a large against a huge creature, but still using the fact that it is paralyzed, grabs it by the neck and just choke slams it to the ground. And I'm gonna have it its mouth 
pops a little bit, and so you are rolled free from its mouth. The restrained condition is no more on Mag- on you, Magdor, but he will take damage from uh, attacking as it. Um, he uh, burns up so much that he is nearly dead once again, but positions himself between you and the monster now, paralyzed on the ground as it's bleeding from its the wound that he created on its neck. Um, that's the end of his turn. Now it's your turn, Magdor. Run. Magdor's gonna fight. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Vox is in danger. I mean, it's I might want to tell your boy him. to back off a little bit here. Um. Yeah, Magdor is going to take his Dwarven Thrower and chuck it at um the uh, oh, I can't even think of what it's called. The Miller Rimmer Haze. Rimmer Haze. And this is another thing that I do. As huge creatures cannot be flanked, per se, they also cannot be prone. That's something I've decided uh, since our session with the Yetis, because I didn't feel like a huge creature being prone is still a huge target. You know what I mean? So, mm. despite the fact that it is prone, you will still not have disadvantage on the attack roll. Okay. All right. Because you're, you're uh, making range attack Remember, if, if you attack within five feet, you get an auto crit. But you also take uh, a lot of fire, oh, no, fuck fire yeah, damage. Fire damage. Magdor's running in. Um, yeah! <laughs> Jesus, guys. <laughs> fuck yes! He has resistance to fire. He's great. So, let me ask yeah. this. And I know I've asked this before. With dual wielding, if I mm-hmm. attack with both hammers, is that my action and bonus action? Do you have extra attack? I have dual wielding. I don't know. Well, I mean, everybody has dual wielding. Everybody well, I have the dual has... wielding feet. Oh, you have the feet that gives you a bonus to AC, I believe, and right. um, you add your um, proficiency modifier to proficiency, uh, yeah. the bonus action the attack. Offhand. Yeah, yeah. So the bonus action attack and the attack if you want to attack twice. Yes. Okay. So Magdor. Okay, and one more question: Does the Rimmer <laughs> Haze? Uh, what is its resistance? Is it complete fire resistance? Fire and fr- cold. You can't hurt it with it. But it doesn't, like, heal it or anything? No, 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 no. Okay, because I have Divine Strike now, so... No, man, this isn't wanna... that strong of a creature. Right. It's like, uh, I know very it? few things that heal from taking certain damage types. There's very few. That's a super strong feature. All right, so Magdor, then, is going to get up, and he's going to smash with one hammer. Okay. Because how much health did... Uh, Box take twenty. Uh, oh, I've got, I've got his. I'm tracking the okay. health now of all him right, for right. you. Um, yeah, he's Magdor's down to gonna, two. Magdor's gonna smash Rumor Haze upside the head with uh, the Dwarven Thrower. Okay. Roll the hit with advantage. Is it well, isn't it isn't it a crit anyway? Crit. Yeah. Did you roll a twenty on the dice with advantage? Yeah. And it's an auto crit, so you're rolling triple damage dice. Um, that's so, the equivalent of rolling two twenties to me. I think I'm, gonna, I I think I'm going to roll. You just need to roll one more time and then take the damage from that, because it, it already can. <laughs> All right, so I'll do it through the roll twenty method. Do it again. Okay, so it did. Hold on, I got it. 
And is it a giant creature? It is huge. So, no. Are you talking about, like, the actual creature type? A giant? For the Dwarven dwarven Thrower. No, no. That only recurs to giant kind. Ettens, Cloud, Thoros, Fire, Hill Giants. 23 damage. Bludgeoning damage. That was triple damage dice and modifiers? Oh, no, that was only double, wasn't it? If I do it twice? So if you want to take... Yeah, if you want to take half of that and add it to the top of the 23 as well. Are you throwing it, or are you using it in melee? I'm using it in melee, so I was just using the left-hand column. Yeah, it would be a 9 plus 6 plus the 8. Okay. So yeah, so it was the 23 then. 23? Okay. All right. Okay, yeah. And then... Smash it in the head. With my bonus action... Taking some fire damage. You take 12 fire damage. So 6 fire damage. And then uh, I'm going to use Healing Word. Cool. To heal him on level 2. This is my last (laughs) On box, right? Yeah. How much does he heal? 11. 11! Alright. I cannot heal anymore. Guys, I need some help. Alright. And that's the end of return, Magdor? Yes. Alright, and what is the wisdom saving throw that he has to beat again? The DC 15. Alright, this is just a flat D20 roll, so you have a 75% chance that he does not succeed. Because we'll it's zero, plus zero to modifier. I got a five. So he stays paralyzed. We could totally run, guys. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, Magdor and Vox are kind of in the middle of it right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's the end of his turn. So, Vol, you're up. Vol wants to run. Um, only because... The idea here was for um, an extract mission, basically. Like, grab Vox and run, beca- and Vold knows what this creature is. But after seeing, because he's a Goliath, and after seeing Magdor go in, Vold's like, alright, fine. And Vold's... I can't, I can't help myself. Um, um, I'm going to cast... Uh, I'm going to use my bonus action cast Hunter's Mark. Okay. Um, on this thing, and then I'm gonna swing uh, again. Uh, swing twice. Um, Charging in melee attacks. Yeah, I, I because I was right next to it, right? Okay. So yeah, you'll ha- yeah you'll have advantage then still. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, twenty one and uh, twenty one. Both crits. Okay. Because you hit. And then these are. Um, yeah, Nox MVP. Because these crits are happening because of your hold monster spell. Yeah. Um, um, but you will take 6d6 fire damage. Yeah, I'm... 19 fire damage. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me calculate that first. I need to calculate this. Um, <laughs> because this is going to be... Wait, does Colossus Slayer activate only once or every um, time I hit? Real quick. Yeah, uh, it's once per turn, I believe. Okay. Uh, now, b- after roll the first damage, and then I need you to make a concentration saving throw when you take the fire after the first attack to keep right. Hunter's mark up. That makes sense. Um, 
It's going to be a DC 10 con saving throw. Yeah, I failed it, so Hunter's Mark will proc only once. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, good to know. So, we have... Remember, Glenn, if it looks like we're winning, it always has a mate. Um, 45 damage in those two swings, slashing. Boys, no! <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sorry, I okay. be, uh, shown up. <laughs> sorry, I just, I had, to ca- I'm sorry, I had to calculate because it's so many different things. I had to, like, But you calculate. took the total of 19 fire damage already? I will take that off, too. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Um, and that's between both hits, so and not I'm sorry, um, wait, 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 wait. I'm just Eight. wondering if I should, if I should big brain this, too. No, I can't because no, because it only gives me resistance until the start of my next turn. So it's not gonna. Oh, I thought you were gonna action surge. I can't because I use my bonus action to cast onto mark. Oh, yeah. action surge doesn't mm. require a bonus action. It does. What? Yeah. Um. No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Never it mind. It just gives you an extra you're, you're action. You're thinking of second win. Okay. I'm thinking of second win. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of second win. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep slicing. Um, oh boy. <laughs> um, Hell yeah, roll the hit with advantage thing. again. Let's go. First one was an 11. 11 was, with advantage? Yeah. You know, yeah, that I was misses. talking about this yesterday <laughs> where you know, being a support character doesn't mean you should have good heals. It means you need to help kill the enemy faster. And I'm a healer. Second thing, second thing was, uh, was 13. Okay, both miss, but you don't take any more fire damage. Yep. I'm pretty sure I also have... You missed the giant paralyzed worm bleeding on the (laughs) ground. Let's say, like, his blood was fire and some of it got in my eyes. And so it's just like... um, I also do have three inspiration points. Bro, his blood was fire. (laughs) Do it. What? I do have three inspiration points. Just putting that out there. You could use them for an extra action, which would proc extra attack. I'm done for now. Okay. All right. Nox, you're up with Vox on deck. You're muted. I'm using uh, my concentration to hold monster, uh, so I don't want to do any more concentration spells. Apparently that spell's doing a good job for now. We'll see. Yeah, Uh, I think so. So I think with that then, uh, since everybody went from in a six second span going from we need to run to holy shit this thing's frozen let's kill it I just shout guys I was trying to freeze it so we could (sighs) okay okay we're gonna play your game uh and I'm gonna start uh, I'm gonna start blasting uh and uh I'm gonna hit it with a hex bladed eldritch blast so first two beams coming its way what does Hexblade Eldritch Blast mean? I know what Eldritch Blast is, but what does the Hexblade do? Um, the Hexblade oh, it's because it it's Hex. Yeah. It's because yes. it's got the Hexblade curse. Well, got it. Okay. Hex, so, like, for example, it can crit on a 19 or 20 and all that. It'll do an extra 1d6 damage, I believe. No, well, let, here, okay. let me double check. Uh, gain damage to uh, the rolls against the target, which equals my proficiency, which is a plus 3. Yes. Uh, 19 and 20, I'll heal. Uh, pretty much those two big things plus the heal at the end so uh and because it's paralyzed i do believe i get uh advantage on the attack roll 
but I won't mm -hmm. be able to get the crit benefit, unfortunately. Yes. Ooh. Anyways, uh, first one's going to be a 20. Uh, the second beam is going to be a uh, 25. I'm going to assume both Is it a dirty hit. 20 on that first one? It's a dirty 20. Trust dirty Ooh, 20? Yeah. yeah, but they both still hit. Okay. Uh, and just for shits and giggles, I'm going to burn two sorcery points to quicken a second Eldritch Blast uh, to get that nice. money in. Uh, another 25 and mm -hmm. a crit. So the crit is going to be counted for double, da triple damage dice. Are so, you or sorry, sorry, yeah, it is double because you're not doing it within five feet. But still, right. you're going to roll 5d10, right? 5d10 uh, plus your charisma modifier four times plus your yeah. hex blade damage. Holy shit. Okay, so. One, <laughs> oh my god. Two. Oh, holy shit. So I much got, damage! Uh, the hex blade is pulling in big. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Three. And. Jesus. Okay, so uh, the first one I got was a 17, which is max damage. I rolled a 10 yeah, on give the me a 1d10. Okay, I just wanted to so no, you leave good. my dice. I just want a total. I, be I, I believe you. I, everybody okay. can see the rolls, and they're both reacting in a way that makes me believe it is good. Okay. Uh, numbers don't lie, then. Get ready for the blasting. 17 plus 15 is 32, plus 15 is 47. Plus 11 is 58, plus 9 is 67? Mm-hmm. Yes. Six, 67 force damage. Yeah. So... And I shout, guys, we should still run! The reluctant warlock sorcerer back there goes, we should run! <laughs> Rains death on this thing, and it is... Like, the chitinous shell of this giant Remorhaze is just so close to cracking, and just, it's so close to death. Vox's That's turn. That's it for my turn. Okay, yeah. <laughs> good job, Nox. Uh, it's Vox's turn, and he wants to finish this thing. Uh, he sees the he blood. Himself? Not smart enough to realize that he dumb. Wolves aren't super smart. I, I doubled the int modifier for my dire wolves, and that still puts them at a six. He runs in, charges, attacks in melee, and gets a 20 on the die. So, because of that, is going to roll <laughs> triple damage dice, which is 6d6 plus three. That is 15. If a wolf kills... This thing again? 25. I'm be so pissed. 27. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see how much damage he takes as he's now just holding the neck of this thing. So even if it does get up, it's going to uh, struggle to be able to actually move. He is not dead from the fire, but he's damn close. God damn. <laughs> All right, Magdor. You're up. Your wolf has the, uh, the oh. Remer Haze held down. Remer Haze missed his turn? He was first in the initiative order, and he failed his yep. saving throw. Yeah, you're at, you're at the bottom right now. Oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> Magdor doesn't have any more healing spell slots. So he's going to take out his other hammer, shove it into his hand. going to come down with both hammers. Classic Magdor style. 
advantage. And first one does an 18 hit. Mm-hmm. And the second one's a 26, so total of 25 damage. How do you kill the Rimmer Haze? I carefully pluck its uh, chitin armor off piece by piece and place it in my bag. <laughs> it's and then I heated, so you just inside. instantly smelt it into your armor. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, oh. but in reality, you mean you jump in there with both hammers and just smash its skull? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's wonderful. Okay. Yeah, you crush it. And the, the overwhelming heat of being close to this thing, uh, you are going to take some damage as you kill it. Um, a total of 20 fire damage, so 10 for you. Um, but as you crush it through it, like the first one hits and you see that really telltale crack that is going to break. And with the second one, you finish it, bust through and break through its skull. It finally goes completely limp as the spell gives way because it is not a living creature anymore. And the heat, though still present, is not damaging. But you have defeated a Remmer Haze. Jesus. <laughs> Let's see how much XP <sighs> you guys get. Level 9? Why didn't you run, Magdor? <laughs> Vox was in danger. Vox, you I, could. I mean, technically, I didn't run because I was in danger. I was in his mouth. <sighs> you guys ran with me in his mouth. Is it dead, guys? Fox, why didn't you run? I'll, speaking I'll as just the lasted a couple more times. Speaking as the alpha to this wolf, having issued a command as the alpha, asking Vox why he didn't run. Vox, blood in his mouth, starts like licking Magdor, fervorously. <sighs> uh, everybody gets eighteen hundred XP. It would have been more, but the wolf helped, so I had to split it by four. All right. Hey, Magdor. I you think we could drag this back to the village. Is Maybe it if Nox was under, full strength. Is it under 500 pounds? I can try levitating it. You can do a chunk. You want to just bring the head back? Yeah, we, uh, that's smart. I mean, like, the chitin could be useful. Food? No, the chitin could I, be useful, so let the village know. All right, that let me. Lynn, how much does it weigh? Would I know? How much Could does I the guess? whole thing weigh? Yes. Oh, this is an adult Rimmer Haze, a huge creature. Oh man. Um. <laughs> Reminds me of that one episode of uh, Ready to Roll when you guys trying to calculate that fucking giant toad that fell on one of your characters to crush him uh. to death. So, uh, good times. Somebody created a table and they said that huge creatures are anywhere from 2 to 16 tons. So, I'm guessing this is on the higher end of that, so probably somewhere <laughs> around 10 to 12. All right, Magdor says, I can give me 10 minutes. And he's going Ten. to head outside. Okay. Okay, just go outside minutes. the cave. Magdor uh, is going to use Fabricate. 
and he makes a sled that he judges is big enough for all of us to pull some of it on. What is the limitation on Fabricate? Because if you can make a sled that can carry a 12-ton Not giant 12 tons, worm... but definitely more than we could have beforehand. It says you convert raw materials into products of the same materials. For example, you can fabricate a wooden bridge from a clump of trees. I'm making what are you a making? Sled. A wooden sled. A wooden sled. So you're doing it out of, like, trees? Yeah. Does it... There, there's no limitation on size? It says it has to be... Hold on, there is... Um, uh, contained within a 10-foot cube or eight connected 5-foot cubes. And I'm going to make so a to toboggan. Make sure... Eight connected 5-foot cubes. Before Glenn has to even defend this, I just want to confirm as a player, you want to have a 10-foot by 10-foot wooden wagon transfer... Anywhere between two and sixteen thousand fucking pounds, well, if not more. No, no, not the full thing. I don't want the creature. I want, I want yeah. the armor. I want the chitin. Okay. If you want to take some time to stay here and just pull the chitin off, you're fine. Your wolf's not any risk of dying. The burning actually, like, seared his wounds shut, so he's not feeling great. Yeah, I can heal him he's not too. Gonna die. We, we could, you know, Magdor, we could just go back to the village and get more glides to come and help, too. I'm going to look back at my sled. As a, but she's a beaut. Magdor, you you work on this. I'll go get help. And Vol's going to go back. Uh, before he goes back, Vox, you know how to get back to the village? How bad is Vox looking right now? Box? Three hit yeah. points. I've made a decision on the level three spell I'm going to get. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take from... Unless you want to say I'm not allowed to get it until I hit, like, uh, long rest. Your call. No, you can you can put it in now. It's fine. Okay. I'm going to lock in. Uh, it's not traditional, especially for a divine soul sorcerer. It's a cleric spell. Uh, I'm going to cast uh, on... On fucking Vox, I'm gonna cast a uh, life transference. Okay. Basically, um, uh, I I take a certain amount of damage, 48, and the person I choose uh, within 30 feet will get double that back. It wow. is a it's a Xanathar uh, Xanathar spell. Inspiration point. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't kill me. <laughs> What's your? I've been self? avoiding it. Well, thankfully, it was on the low end. Uh, my max health is, I think, 53 or something like that. I'll check in a second. Oh, I, uh, I can't kill you anyway. Yeah, so max 48 won't kill you. Uh, 48, 32. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to take 11 damage, and he's going to heal for 22. And uh, that 11 damage is going to burn into my temporary hit points, putting me at zero. How convenient. How fucking convenient. Nice. Um, yeah, but Vol did ask, uh, Vox if Vox knows how to get back to the village. Oh, Vox, sorry, not Nox. <laughs> uh, he looks at you and, and, uh, and then he goes as if he kind of, like, you can tell that he's alarmed by something and revivified as, I, I like the idea that when you healed him too, some of his fur was able to grow back and, like, He's still going to have some scarring underneath there, but he comes out and he looks in the direction, drawing your attention to, in the darkness, to where your village is, probably about five, ten minutes away, and you can see 
against the tree line, the light of fires and smoke billowing up from your village. And that's where we're going to pause. Okay. Uh, cool. Just one fucking thing after another. Holy shit. Holy fuck. I just want to sleep. Just, just let me rest <laughs> so I can use my runes, Glenn. Please. <laughs> like, like, what's the point? Why did I get When you level up, you get the effects of a long rest. You can use them. Yeah, we just leveled up. You level up, you get the effects of a long rest, which means you oh, can use the runes. Oh, this is news to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, oh, that's, well, a, that's a 5e mechanic. Whenever don't you... mind me, gonna bump myself up. It's okay, usually the I'll opposite. You... you need okay. a long rest to level up. I'll tell you why I wasn't using my rune shit, because I would have used my storm rune then. Because the campaign that Tyler runs, even though you experience, like, experience-wise you level up, or he tells us we level up, we don't get the benefits of a level up until a long rest. And that's what I've been running this entire time through all the D&D I've played. Yeah, no, it's obviously every DM runs it differently. Uh, rules is written, you get the effects of a long rest right. when I you just, level up. I just thought that was how it was. Unless otherwise denoted. I just, I, I should have That may not be but... how it is, but that's how I run it. So yeah, you can use hey, all your rune stuff, that which is good. In that especially, fight. so everybody's health, let's just say right now, right now, everybody's health should be at full. Because well. if you didn't do that before... It should have been that way already. Wait a minute. Mine so, was if we already. get the benefits of a long rest, does that mean they lose my temporary hit points now? Do I have to give another uh, speech? No. 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 Um, you would have I actually was... taken the mechanic of that. You actually have to take a long rest before the temp HP goes away. But as far as regaining spell slots, getting hit points back. So Magdor, I know you said you were at full hit points, so you can stay where you were. But I do uh, get two spell well, slots back. You do get your spell slots back. Yes. So good job, guys. That was a yeah. that was a cool session, long session, but good. You can find me on Twitter two times Tyler. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at lr the eleventh. You can find me on Twitter at zigzagoon. <laughs> you this can is... find me on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Glenn with two ends. Houston looks like Huston. We are a part of Casual Master Quest, a bot podcast network dedicated to giving you the video games. Shit, we still haven't changed it. Uh, <laughs> tropes you deserve. I'm going to yoink it out right now. Fuck it. Boink. Tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at CMQ Network. That was Nick. That was Brandon. That was Glenn. And this is Tyler. And that was a motherfucking big-ass fireworm. We'll see you next week with another session of Casual Quest Masters. And don't forget to never stop the quest. Bye-bye. Bye. I'll miss you. Aww. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters. Casual Quest Masters.